Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefers Initiative. This is the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy the show. Hey, Phil. What's up, Justin? Do you like hot sauce? I love a good hot sauce. Do you like PVC cages? I love PVC cages. I have copious amounts of them. Uh, if you like PVC cages and you like hot sauces, and for whatever reason you want them together, then you need to check out Steve Kennedy at Steve Snakeuary and get his Venom hot sauces. Collect the whole, the whole lot. There's a whole handful of them. Cottonmouth sauces is my personal favorite. Uh, and then PVC cages, whether it's a rack, whether it's a cage, Sean at MP Cages and Exotics is the guy to hit up. Um, he'll be at Daytona. I'm super pumped about it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, uh, man. Awesome. Yeah. it's uh, Those are two people you definitely need to hunt down. They help make the show happen week to week, and they're just good dudes. So. And I'll tell you, I love Steve's Instagram. Like, on the daily, he always has great pictures great stories like him educating the community and then him rescuing people from you know the the dangerous fire breathing flying rat snake you know and (laughs) his stories and his videos they're hilarious and they're also like they're fun and educational man i love what he does love what he does so but this is episode 125 podcast right right moves so fast uh, and we're doing a Colonian, Chelonian, however you want to pronounce it, uh, episode with Tyler Brooks to talk about some Canixus tortoises, some of the other stuff he's working on. And he's got some other stuff, too. So it's going to be an interesting show. Chelonians and, and turtles and tortoises don't get talked about a whole lot, unfortunately. You know, it's, they it's don't. a very small sort of that's a smaller group in the hobby. And we all uh, love them. Yeah. We need to get more more shelled exposure. Shell yeah. Shell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh yeah, I mean I'm I've I've always loved pancake tortoises. I remember as a kid seeing them in books and wanting some. Um I've had I think a Herman's at one point, some water turtles off and on over the years. Haven't haven't had kept them since, have really no desire to keep them unless it's diamondback terrapins. <laughs> Okay. Just the constant cleaning of the tank and stuff was just is really not worth the the hassle. You know, it's just. But tortoises are a little different. Like those are a little, those are cooler. I, I can I can get down with some, some tortoises, especially pancakes. So, yeah, uh, I know I've got a good amount of questions about pancakes, and then my mom keeps specs, so yeah. she gave me a few questions to pick your brain on because Lord knows Very there's. Good. There's not a lot of info out, out there on them. In the few books that yeah. she got, she was rather disappointed. So, but yeah, uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Brooks. Thank you, sir. Guys, I I, I really appreciate you having a uh, a turtle tortoise guy on. Uh, like I was telling you, you know, before the show, um, I listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts, um, and it is you know snake centric, um, but and I enjoy it nonetheless. But I really do appreciate you guys taking uh, having me on and. Um, you know, talk about well, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, the Canixus stuff in particular, like if you see pictures of them, they're probably one of the most unique-looking tortoises, I think, as far as so like, a lot of options. It, they got the really wild sort of like dip with the flared-out sort of 
at least the ones I saw. I don't know if those are like healthy animals or if that's kind of like pyramiding and not supposed to be a thing, but it looks cool. Oh, no, no, no. So, you know, so several species do flare. Um, they're, you know, erosa, you know, Conixus erosa, which is everybody's, you know, it's a crowd favorite for sure. It's, they're serrated. Um, you know, the carapace, which is the top shell, plastron, bottom shell. So the carapace, you know, at the rear marginal, or they're all um, serrated. They will have a big gular, or a gular scute, which is the one coming up underneath its chin um, for, you know, flipping other males or, you know, just kind of doing whatever. Um, but they are very unique. They, you know, just like our box turtles, our box turtles plaster on the bottom shell is hinged and they can kind of close themselves up. The, the Conixus is the, hen, the group of hingeback tortoises. Um, their top shell, you know, um, three quarters of the way back is hinged and they can pretty much cover um, their, their tail and their rear, their, their, they can cover up the, you know, the back half of their shell. Um, they can't do the front half like a, like a box turtle, but um, so that leathery creaky hinge is really, you know, obviously a pretty easy identifiable mark, um, you know, for those guys. But yeah, they're, it's a, it's a neat, it's a neat genus. And we've got a few of them here uh, in, in, in the country. We've got four mainly um, four species. The How many species are in the genus overall? So you got nine. Okay. Yeah, and then so you got uh, Erosa, Conixus homiana, Conixus speci, and then Conixus nagui are the main four that we've got here. And the nagui are very few and far between. Um, and those, but you know that they are really unique. The, the Erosa are the most colorful. The speci can be very colorful, and especially captive born. So, um, very interesting group of tortoises for sure. Now I'm probably going to butcher this name, but it, the Malacocherius torniera tornieri. There you go. Is anybody keeping them in the U.S.? What's that? Is anyone keeping them in the U.S.? Oh, absolutely, man. Okay. So uh, um, they do really well. They 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 they're fun because you can really create a really cool. Um, stack for them, right? They really yeah. want to be in in those really tight crevices with a lot of rock, um, and and they do hide a lot. They will crush some groceries, man. They will really crush groceries, <laughs> and I mean they will put put the greens greens away. They have you, you're going to get two eggs, you know, per clutch. That you might get two clutches per you know a year. But people are cranking them. I've got, you know, my friend David Mifsud is, is, is doing well with them. There's a few people that did get them, did put them away, did well with them, and are getting them to reproduce. So you can definitely get some captive born. Um, cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. And they yeah. are super neat tortoise. Yeah, the, Ryan uh, Dumas at Rad Reptiles yep. working Ryan's with those cool privately, guy. or is he doing them at work? Is it like a zoo thing? I think it's at work. I don't. I okay. can't remember if Ryan's doing if those are at home or. I still or, haven't um, had him on for some reason. Man, I would. Happen. I'd like. I would. I'm a fan of that idea. I'll second that notion for sure. To have yeah, because because I'm a I'm a Cordillas junkie. And right. Sure. There's there's some people in Europe that have some amazing like full wall displays with with the cape pancakes in the crevices at the bottom and then the Ouroboros like up on the rock yeah. ledges and stuff. And, like that's a dream for me. Like when I'm when I'm well to do and have my own mansion. Yes. Like, yes. But 
but you rarely see those those cake pancakes out there. I mean, at least the I don't. Cake, they are. I mean, and, and they're out there. If you're if you're looking, you can find them. But like a multi species uh, habitat like that is just is, is what I'm talking about. That would be oh, super yeah. And they, Super you know, and you could pull it off. I think the cakes would be, those things are arboreal though, man. They will, <laughs> they will freaking climb and get out of anything. They're, they're <laughs> definitely escape artists, pro show. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw somebody in, a, I don't know if it was Germany or maybe the Netherlands, and they had like one of those wall units in their house with all right. the crevices. And they had the, the cataphractus sitting on top of the, of the pancake shell. And both yeah. of them were like three, four <laughs> feet off the ground. I'm telling you, in a, in a crazy, awesome, yeah. super cool. I'll need to see. Yeah, I want to. I need to find that for sure. Yeah, man. Are the are the Conixus African as well? Are they op- occupy yeah. the same yeah, sort yeah. of so niche? You've got the you've got um, <laughs> Western into Southern Africa, basically. So you've got Nagui, um, Erosa, and Homiano are going to be more Western Africa. Okay. Ghana, Benin, Togo, um, you know, and then you're going to come down and you're going to get into, you know, Botswana, South Africa, and back over into Mozambique, and you're going to get, you know, you're going to get Speckeye, um, you're going to get Natalensis, um, I'm forgetting a couple, I oh, know I'm forgetting some, but like, I mean, South Africa is awesome as far as tortoises go for Home Opus as well. The Parabeaks. And then as far as Conixus, um, you're going to go up to Madagascar and get the Domer Gui because you've got the Zombensis and the Beliana. The Beliana are going to be a little bit more northern, uh, uh, you know, of, of the Speckeye or whatever. And then you're going to have, um, you know, you'll have Zoms, you know, to the east. And then they're going to go up into Madagascar with the Domer Gui. Um, and I'm forgetting. So I know I'll forget some, but yeah. We can keep rolling with those <laughs> when I remember. You ever play with a, a what is it? A, a pallid, pallid, the, the giant leopards, pallid, pallidus? Oh, the uh, Pardalis. Pardalis. The Pardalis, Pardalis. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I did years, like, you know, in the 90s, I had some, and I traded them to my vet to get oh. my dog spayed. I, 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 was, oh. I was a broke kid, you know, so yeah. I traded him. Dr. Bedsole was breeding leopards and sulcatas back in the day. So I was like, I was broke. I need, and I had this, I had this dog and he did get her spayed. So I traded them. Still cool, man. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's your, I guess, in speaking of backgrounds and stuff, sort of how was a sort of a brief synopsis, the cliff notes version yeah, of, of man. Your background in herps. Yeah. So I've got, um, when I was a kid, I just, I loved snakes lizards, turtles, and, um, you know, when I was like 10 or 11, my grandfather, I went over to go see my grandparents, and my grandfather was a professor, um, and so I go see him, and, and he, you know, I'm 10 or 11 years old, and he's like, you know, I hear you like snakes. I said, yeah, you know, and so he says, uh, one of my students has got a python. He says, you can come see it, and I was like, I'm freaking out, you know. I was like, I've never, you know, I've been to the zoo or whatever, and, um so I was like, well, hell yeah, I want to go see it, you know? And so we get in the car and we start cruising across town and we go onto campus and we like, we pull up in front of a dorm, you know, in front of this dormitory on, <laughs> on, you know, on an SEC campus, you know? And I'm like, and he goes, all right, well, he's up at the top of the stairs. He's waiting on you. And I freak, you know, I was like, oh my God, you know, and I freaked out, but I finally, I, you know, got my nerve up and I, 
I go up there, and sure enough, this guy's at the top of the stairs, takes me into his dorm room, and there's this, like, nine-foot Burmese python. He's got <laughs> living in a cardboard box, dude, in the corner. And him and his girlfriend are in there, and, um, and like, he just lets me hang out with this snake, and it changed my life. He gave me a price list, right? He gave me, a, like, a Glades Hurt price mm-hmm. list and let me go home with it and let, you know, just let me, let me have it. And so I'm up there for a while and I come back down, you know, and I go get in the car and, you know, my grandfather's asking me about it. And I was like, you know, I was telling him about it. And I was like, yeah, him and his girlfriend and my grandfather, wait a minute, he's got a girl in his dormitory, you know, or whatever. And I was like, and that was a bigger deal than a damn yeah, nine foot like <laughs> living in, you know? Yeah. And so, but man, I took that priceless home and um, really didn't, you know, all this, all the, the Latin names, this didn't have a clue. So I, you know, go to the library, bring books home and, and kind of figure out what it was. And like, that's how I did it when I was a kid, you know, and then um, just, you know, kept a little bit of everything. I mean, the nineties kind of typical stuff, you know, and um, I ended up, I was breeding, you know, getting leopard geckos to breed and trading them for feeders at the vet store and, you know, stuff like that um keeping you know all kinds of stuff and then kind of got into you know career family that court that one corn snake you know that 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 first snake of mine you know finally passed and so i went a long time went a ways without um without doing herps and then about eight nine years ago i i you know just made some made some changes and uh what you know decided to get back into reptiles i just wanted to and so i bought a like a group of redfoots you know i decided to get back into tortoises i wasn't going to go willy-nilly into everything I, you know and so i just i got a group of redfoots from one breeder and raised them up um and I, I got eggs out of them and i hatched some and um you know and and and, and I, I found fauna classifieds and all that oh, stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and it, my world just kind of opened up. Um, and so I got a bunch of, I, I got a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of, you know, a little bit of everything because I was just, I didn't, didn't know exactly where I was going or what I, what I wanted to focus on. Um, got a bigger collection going and, and I kind of, and <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, and it gets into going into, you know, how I got into Conixus is I had a, I had a bunch of, you know, I had a diverse collection, collection of tortoises going. Um, and I got it. I got a group of Arosa. I got, I got a 2.2 group of Arosa. Um, and man, one of the females came in with eggs crushed in the bag when I opened Ooh. them up. I was so disappointed, you know, but got it, got them in, did pretty, did okay with them. Lost one immediately. One of the males was gone when he got here. But, you know, did pretty well with them. So that had my interest peaked. Um, and then, you know, I, I was looking, I wanted a direction to go in. And, and I really liked the Arosa. And I was, I, I had reached out to my friend Jeremy Thompson, who does the Conixus Cooperative. Um, I didn't know him at the time, just reached out and, um, and really started kind of, you know, really getting into Conixus. He would send me some, I would find some. And I, I, a friend of mine's got a ranch and he's kind of starting a zoo, you know, or he's wanting to in years to come. So um, a big tortoise keeper down in Texas. And so I sent, I had a bunch of stuff that I was working with that he wanted, you know, some Testudo, some nice redfoots like Bolivian redfoots and, you know, just some cool stuff. 
a big old sulcata tortoise that my friend found like walking out on on the beach just literally <laughs> and i took it i mean he gave it to me and bob was like 75 pounds just wrecking the backyard so he went nice. to nice. he had a girlfriend in texas right so sent Those a bunch are like of the red-eared sliders of of tortoises yeah you could tell me they saw one in the middle of manhattan walking was, around and i'd be like yeah probably like no it, i sent you a picture of a red-eared slider in Central yeah, Park. You did. You did. I did. Um, I had someone yeah. over in uh, who was it? Someone in like Canada or over in the UK or something sent me a picture of a, a red-eared slider, and it's like, well, like the, just to go back to the the Sulcata thing, it's yeah. that one picture of the big mom with the army of babies, like that's the cutest picture in the world. And that's what makes people go, oh my God, I need that. Oh, it'll take 30 years for it to get big. I'll just no. buy a baby. It's like, no. no, not really. My mind is still blown that they can swim. Oh did yeah. That, did you ever see that yeah. video? Oh yeah. I, I did that not. was tripping me out, man. Yeah, man. I, I was is, watching that, it just felt wrong. I was like, this is not crazy. normal. The Galapagos and the you know and the Aldabras, they say, I mean you know that they they say they can do it you know you know they do do it obviously you can see it but they you know to get out there to do those islands but um, Sokot is it's a it's a bad deal I mean honestly they're it, you know they can they can get really big really fast and and people you know underestimate that yeah. but. I, if you've got the space for it and you're willing to, they are a cool tortoise. To be honest with you, like I didn't want anything to do with them. I, you know, that's just you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm cooler than that, right? You know, or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, but you know, my buddy gives it to me, and the guy was around for years. I love Bob. You know, Bob was Bob was the mascot, and everybody that comes to the house, you know. Want, loves Bob, remembers Bob. Where's Bob? Because he's the big one that's roaming around. You know, right, everybody's right. looking. You know, small brown tortoises from Africa. Nobody really cares about. You know, I mean, like <laughs> that's why I want to tell y'all about Connexus, right? Right, right. So, hey, your uh, your first Arosa that you had, where do you know the locality? Like, or what forest? No, or what country? No, I did. I did not. Uh, actually, on those I did. It was supposedly it was Togo. Now okay. I did not get. I man, and I got other animals from that guy, and I could never get the I could never get paperwork out of them. But yeah, uh, he said Togo is what I was told was Togo. Yeah, uh, I feel like there's so many guys in your shoes that you know they did one species for a while, they evolved to a different species just because you know stuff gets stagnant, whatever. Yep. And then they try and get what they had, and the country's closed or the forest is now protected and you can't get the one specific ones from that area or what have you. So I, I always like asking guys like you, like, Hey, those first ones you got, you know, 15, 20 years, whatever it was. Yeah. Can you still get them? <laughs> Not, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, right. And, and the Pixis, the spider tortoises from Madagascar are, are that exact that, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, you could get them for, they were three, four or 500 bucks, maybe. I mean, now you can't, you can't touch them for under two or three grand. Right. And yeah. they're, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's nuts. And that we, the, the Pixis, you know, have really, I mean, just, it's, it's gone crazy because it, everybody's got them and they've got them in their basement. And those are the tortoise houses that you're not getting into and they're not coming out of, you know, I mean, they're just building an army, um, but that, that's what we're trying to trying to let people know and, and raise awareness. We're working with like the TSA um, up in Charleston, you know, just just up there in Justin's neck of the woods. Yep. Uh, the Turtle Room, 
you know, we're, we're trying to, to grow awareness with, of Conexus. We, we would like to, through fundraisers, through donations, through sale of captive born babies, through the, you know, Conexus Working Group, we'd like to fund research. We'd sure. like to fund habitat, um, you know, buy-in habitat to, to, so it's never developed, never, you know, you know, to keep it protected, to send our researchers there, you know, that we've got pretty lofty goals um for the nexus because nobody's really messing with them yeah i was gonna say dude tsa i've seen a lot of their stuff lately like they've got a lot of indian stuff too right they're on the subcontinent um they're in madagascar they they do great work man they're they're big and people take pop shots at them you know somewhat in the tortoise community but man do they do you know, they're doing the Lord's work. I'll tell you what, you know, yeah. as they'd say around these parts, you know, that they, <laughs> um, you know, that they're doing great work and that they are a bigger organization. And we're, we're talking to Rick Hudson right now. I mean, you know, I think Jeremy's going to speak um, at the TSA convention and they're, cause they're going all virtual again this year. Um, so that's cool. Absolutely. They're, they're doing great work that, you know, India has got some, and they, you know, I, y'all, y'all cry about it because they won't, they won't export lizards or snakes, but man, they got, they're like South Africa, dude, the turtles and tortoises out of yeah. India. Oh, yeah. Just cool. a yeah. treasure trove of cool, yes. cool species. And uh, giant, yeah. giant soft shells and just craziness. Yeah, I mean, yeah. craziness over there. Cool stuff. And for, uh, for those of you listening to this, who don't know what TSA is, it's the Turtle Survival Alliance. It yes, is sir. not the uh, the transit authorities or anything like that, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Thank turtle survival. Turtle sur- I think it's turtle survival org. I think it is something. Like yes. Yeah, I think so. Yep. But yeah, check them out. They're pretty cool, man. Very cool. Very. They do. They do good work. Um, they. I mean, they set up. We have. I mean, you know, I donated to their when they. Yeah, it was a couple of few years ago. They had a big uh, radiated confiscation where they were. I mean. They found probably seven or eight thousand of them in in a couple wow. of. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, was yeah. That you know, stateside? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It was in country. It was in in situ. Oh, okay. You know, and but so Rick Hutz and 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 their team TSA got a bunch of vets and vo- that volunteered from states from U.S. and went to Madagascar and they set up um, a couple of different camps that are permanent. You know, the TSA is maintaining them. You know, I mean, to the tune of probably 20 grand. I mean, it's costing them food, water. They're paying locals. You know, they've set up, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they've got and they've got the local population into it, too, which is awesome. You know, um, some of them with the radiated, which is a super popular, big, big leg up, you know, so um, the radiated are super popular. So, you know, it was. it was good to see them get the get that get all that those guys coordinated and get over there get that effort out there. Very cool, very very cool. And that's another part of the hobby, man. Where you just like I don't, I'm sure it exists in birds and other stuff, but like I feel like in in herpeticulture in particular, you don't see the sort of grassroots kind of stuff like you know with ASF and you know this and. A Bronia Alliance, like yeah, you know, it's just, it's all, it's it's just crazy to me that that people are so willing to 
to donate these kinds of things to help make that kind of stuff happen, even though they'll never probably be there or actually see it in person, but they, you know, they're behind the people it's that awesome. are doing it. I just, I don't think, well, I, I don't, think I don't see helps. that you, birds and birders are the only people I could see that being a thing. Right. But, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say is I think it's so much better now than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, because oh, back absolutely. then, you know, shy of, uh, shy of like Sally Struthers on an infomercial, you really had no idea what was actually being done, yeah. you know, but yeah. now you can see the progress on your phone in your pocket, you know, and like, that's a big thing. And we're so connected now. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Awesome. Yeah. The Highlands and Islands guys, I, you know, I yeah. really enjoyed that. You know, they're do that's good work right there. Um, I really, I enjoyed that. That's cool. But it, it, you know, you can't sit around, you can't wait on anybody else to do it, man, these mm -hmm. days. I mean, no, nobody else is going to do it. The governments have way too much on their hands. They're trying to steal as much as they possibly can. Um, you, know, I, you know, I mean, n nobody's going to help. Nobody's going to do it. So, what, you know, what, what else do I have to do, right? What else do we have to do? Yeah, I just had a, a customer of mine told me that he just came back from Africa for a hunt that he did. Okay. And He's talking about how, you know, they're sitting out back by the, um, uh, now I can't remember. I'm going to call it the, the Bolo, but it's not. The Boma, excuse me. Sitting there out back by the Boma with the fire and everything. And he says, these flat tortoises come out of nowhere. And they just start hanging out. And I was like, <laughs> that, dude, that Conixus hanging around the fire? Like, that, Hell like, yeah. He's just, you just pick them up, put them on your knee, and they would just sit there. And it's like, that's awesome, that's man. You know, show, show people that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got one. We've got um, one researcher that we have been working with. We've been supporting. She's doing Flora Ilo is a German uh, national. She's over in Germany. Um, she's a science, you know, a researcher. Um, and she's she actually spends her personal vacation time, you know, like three or four weeks a year um, in South Africa doing samples you know, getting tracking data, leaving, um, you know, ca cameras um, at den sites and, you know, borough sites, stuff like that. Um, and so, and Jeremy's been out in the field with her. Um, and so we've got a lot of pictures and a lot of those resources, a lot of stuff that they found. And, you know, it, which is great to show people how red the dirt is next to that tortoise. That's why that tortoise, that's why that Natalensis is that color because they've been there for millions of years. It, it, oh, yeah. it, I mean, you know, and like you guys, you know, on getting back from y'all's death march out there in West Texas, I mean, y'all had, a, <laughs> you know, y'all had a, you know, I, I, it sounds like y'all had a damn good time. I, I, I mean, it's beautiful out that, out that way, but j just the vastness, the vastness mm -hmm. of where these animals, come from it you know it is really neat and if you can just catch a couple of people you know they can help and it passes on that way it's neat oh yeah it's awesome yeah, yeah you see the you see where these things come from and and stuff and it you know when you see it firsthand like it all adds up it all makes sense like seeing the different colored rocks and stuff and why the coach whips are pink and then you see all the pinkish Absolutely. rocks it's like if this thing was curled up next to a pink rock you wouldn't even see it you wouldn't even notice that's it. right yeah. no you know, the, the, the one wild. the one the one collared lizard that we saw that we couldn't catch you right. know you, you're, you're running down the side of the road trying to grab this little blue lizard and then you, you miss because they're fast as hell and you look down 
and there's blue stones just like yeah. in in the red rock, like just pebbles of blue. Well, even the horn lizards. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All the little yellow flowers in the prairie, yeah. and they have all those yellow flecking on so the, cool. the, pebble, yeah. the pebblishness yes, yeah. of yeah. the terrain. And oh yeah, it all makes sense. You know, even with yeah, the bears and stuff, seeing the silverish rocks and whatnot, especially yeah. in the different different areas and whatnot, it's like this is why these ones are darker, and this is why and these ones are a lighter. Why the variation in the sub in the species? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 From cut it's to a, cut, you know, where y'all, yeah. as far as what y'all were doing, I, I mean, it's really cool, really neat. It, so I'm, I, you know, we've, I'm, I'm going to go. I, I want to do the Solomon Islands, man. We've gotten into Carusha big time. And so, yeah, big time. I want to go talk to Bill about Carusha for sure. But um, the, the Solomons would be a neat trip to go. I mean, and you talking about some monitors, some really cool, or that would be a cool, a cool trip. Um, for sure. Yeah. So how big do the Conixus? I like. I, I I know nothing other than that they exist. So I have no frame of reference. Like in terms of like compared to like a red foot. What's that? As far as size goes, size, are they smaller? No. So they're going to be a little bit yeah. smaller. They're going to be smaller. I mean, some of them, like an Arosa, a big Arosa um, male. Could get up to, you know, could get a little bit bigger in a red foot. But typically, Erosa is going to be your biggest. The the Homiana is going to come down as your second largest. And, and they're going to be a little bit smaller than, than a big red foot. Now, like, I, we've got some red foots that are okay. 17, 18 inches and, like, weigh 25 pounds, you know. But, like, mm-hmm. so your typical Conixus is going to be a couple of pounds, if, you know what I'm saying. So, like, it's a smaller yeah. tortoise. It's not going to eat you out of house and home. You know, as far as captive born go, I mean, look, the, the wild caught ones, if, if like Phil's mom has got some, right? Like those specs, they've been in country for a few years. Yep. They're, they're, they're doing okay. You know, wild caught connects it. You know, you want to talk about that. They're, they're gremlins. They can be super tough, super stress, you know, stressy um, and, and, roll on you quick and, and you're really just trying to do your best. So, yeah. it, I mean, it, it's not going to be that much fun. Now, if you want, if you want to take on the challenge, hit us up, find me and I'll help you through it or do the best I can. Right. And so, but, but wild caught compared to the captive born, the captive born are a bunch of fun. They've got great personality. They've got great color. You know, they're, that stuff really comes out. You don't really get, you know, the snakes coming in, they get the jungle off after a few sheds. The tortoise yeah. is not safe. You know, I mean, what's the, got, what's the acclimation process with wild caught stuff? Okay, you so know, I brought, like, it's not like a snake where I guess you'd bring it in, do a couple treatments, leave it alone, and ignore it. Like with these, like you have to interact with them a little more regularly, right? Like, not, well, no, I mean, you want to leave it, leave them alone. You're total hands off. And so I brought in a group, I, I got in a group of Homiana. Um, I guess it was like 16 and I lost three or four of them right at the beginning. And, and, but you just want to leave them alone. You want to get them that Conixus are not going to want to be out in a, in a wide open, real hot blazing area, right? They're going to be, especially the Western Africa stuff is, is your jungle, is your jungle stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a yellow foot, red foot territory, the Arosa, um, and the Homiana are going to be deeper into the jungle. The, the Nagui are going to be more of that red foot where they're going to be savanna into jungle. 
Um, it, it, so as far as the homiana goes, you just want to get them into a, a humid, cool, you're talking room temperature, you're talking 78, 80 degrees, somewhere for them to really hide, get them a lot of water and, and let them chill. I, you know, we get them, soak them pretty regularly to make sure that they're hydrated at first. And then you, you offer them good food. I, I try not to cheat. I try not to do the, the cheat is the watermelon and the cantaloupe, the sweet sugary yeah. crap, you know, that's just going to make them crash in the end. It's not going to really help them. So getting them, getting them good food, keeping them low light, keeping them chill. And, and then if I can get them to start eating, and then I'll go with a panicure treatment or, a, you know, and, and I'll, you know, after I've been to the vet, I've got, I've got my, uh, you know, I'll get my stool samples and then I'll go down the process of, of whatever they need. But typical, it's going to be a panicure and a flagell treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to do, we're going to do, you know, I'll do, I'll do a panicure one week. I'll do a flagell the next week. I'll do my second panicure the third week. And then my, my fourth week, I'll do my flagell. Um, if, if we see, if the stool samples, you know, are, are all, you know, everything's jiving and we want to do that. Um, but that's typical, right? And then, but you want to get them eat them. You, you eating, you want to get them established and make sure they got good stuff in their gut before you go pumping them full of, full of wormer and chemicals and all that crap. Right. And, that, and that's pretty typical. Yeah. That's you know, and so, and then you just leave them alone. Like I left that group of homie on in quarantine, you know, individually housed, for months. I mean, like close to a year and they were fine. Yeah. You know, and they, they were, they were rocking and like, and not bragging, but like, nobody can do that. You know what I mean? Like not a bunch of people can do that. And nobody wants to, it's a pain in the ass, you know I mean? Like, but it, it, for me, the the hobby for me is that I, I want the, the satisfaction, the fulfillment of doing something hard and and and, mm-hmm. and it coming through for me you know what i'm yeah. I, you oh, know, yeah. I don't i'm sure people on instagram when you're pumping on instagram are like who is this who is this guy you know because i've posted <laughs> 12 times or something but like it's about what it does for me you know as much mm-hmm. as, as me helping the animals you know and so so taking well, that challenge there's, on like there's a reason not everyone's restoring old cars exactly yeah. there's certain guys that, that's just they're into that like they like the, there, there's almost a, a masochistic element to it, you know. Exactly. I really think it's masochistic to do that. Yeah, you know, a hundred percent. And so, it, getting them in and letting them chill, and then after after you're feeling good and good about them, I I put that group, I group them into, um, you know, male with a couple extra females, um, in larger in larger enclosures, um. Typically, most of my stuff is individually housed, and we'll pair the in the fall. You know, as far as far as that goes, you know, like I said, they're Southern Hemisphere, African. Um, you know, so, so you want to, as far as the acclimation that that goes, that that would be how you would want to do it. it take mm-hmm. it real slow, real hands off, and, and then. Um, that uh, yeah, leave, leave it to somebody who who's willing to to put in the the hard hard work, it, you know. And if you're not into it, cool, get some captive born. We're all about yeah. that. If you don't want to, don't worry about it. Like, 
you know, the Connexus Working Group, we, I don't care if you don't want to keep tortoises, you can still help us. You know, you can raise yeah. awareness, tell people about our little brown turtles. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, let, you know, we, we got we got a cool genus here that is going to disappear. They're having that, you know, you talk to people in the know and the collectors aren't finding them. You know, the Homiana, the Arosa, the collectors aren't finding them. The, you know, they're they're not, the, the spec eye, we were talking, Phil, that, you know, are a little bit more common. You know, they're still seeing them, but, but not much, man. It's drying up. And, you know, and the data that Flora is getting year after year is proving that out. So, Right, she's going to be pre presenting, and that's interesting too. Yes, because you would you would wonder if like if people are using the collectors as sort of a, a litmus test for some of the availability of things. Because I mean, if you think about it, that's how they're making a living, at least a lot of them, and so they're out and about more than anybody else, probably oh. finding these things. And if they're not seeing them, then that should be a pretty good indicator that there's there's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they can't. They can't fill an order that, I mean, you know, if there's an order to be filled, those guys are going to fill it, right? I mean, it, I mean, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. And if they can't find them, that is, that's bad news for the animals, man, because they're not there. And that, uh, that's, that's one reason why we're mm -hmm. trying to trying to tell, tell folks about it. Because they are cool. The captive yeah. born ones, the personality and the, 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 the habits that you can watch, man, they are the they are the diggingest. They, you know, I mean, as far as sifting through substrate to get to worms and bugs and, and all that. I mean, it's really, they're fun. Big doe eyes. I mean, they're real cute. You, you know, they're an easy sell if you get, if you get oh, captured yeah. one, right? Oh, yeah. Well, see, I, I got lucky because I uh, not metaphorically physically opened the crate from Mozambique. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, okay. My, my mom, she, she wanted to get into tortoises. She was looking at a couple different types. And I was like, I'm going to get her specs because the size, the personality, yep. you know, she can she can keep them indoors and never have to worry about it, right? And uh, I cherry-picked two perfect specimens. I was like, these are going to be them. And I had to burn it in her mind. Don't touch them. Don't look at them. Just leave them alone, right? And yep. uh, and <clears throat> she figured out that she, she she's a school teacher. She teaches high school. And uh, she wakes up super early, well before the sun comes up. And uh, she realized that they're asleep. So what she would do is she'd get a plate of food, put it in there while they're sleeping. They wake up. She's already gone for the day. Like, no one's home. They have the whole day to not be looked at, to not be stressed. They can eat what they want. And after a, after a few weeks, few months, then she started, you know, doing it in the evening maybe and, like, getting more interaction with them. And I gave her some multivitamins to sprinkle and stuff. And mm -hmm. I had to remind her, stop giving them all the strawberries, you know? That's right. <laughs> How long does yeah, it man. take them to sort of come around to you? I mean, do wild caught ones sort of always have a sort of a sort of a cautious element to them, to where they're not really going to be fully personable? I guess is the word for it. And I don't. Okay, so I mean, like I like a, a pair of homiana that I've got. It, it's Ursula Minor, right? Because the little male is is not a major. So, but he's like my favorite though. He's got this orange head, but like. You look at her wrong and she'll just start crawling the walls and flip over and just pitch a bitch, you know, but like some oh, of them wow. are, yeah. I mean, she will pitch an absolute fit. You know, I, I like, I literally, I don't look at her. I go in and put her plate down, like, you know, and just, you know, and don't eyeball her, you know, don't look Ursula in the eye, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean like some of them, she, you know, that's how she is. And I mean, she, she tolerates me and she certainly, 
she recognizes when it's not just me in the room, right? So, um, and then you've got some of them. And, dude, Phil, talking about the specs, the spec eye are totally underrated, if you ask me. Totally it's underrated. A, it's the smallest of the, you know, of the ones yep. that we keep here. But, man, as far as just, and especially you hatch some, and, like, dude, you, like they will not quit eating. They will eat you out of house and home. A little captive born spec eye. Well, they are they're marching around, hard charging, super easy to care for. You know, keep it moist, keep it humid, give it, and and it will. The spec eye are fantastic. It, it, you know, but everybody everybody just really gravitates toward the homiana and Arosa because they are they're they're just a little bit more. I don't know. They're mystique about them. Who I don't know, but the spec eye are, are underrated, Phil, for sure. They're cool. Oh, yeah. Good. Kudos totally. to your mom. That, that's perfect setup. Yeah. Put them some food and leave them. That's perfect. Yep. And like, and now, I mean, it's been. She said about maybe three years now, maybe four years now, and uh, now like they don't. They tolerate her. Like right. she she picks them up. They don't really throw a fit. They kind of just right. sit there. But uh, but she soaks them. She lets them run around the kitchen on the right. floor. Like. She has her whole pet routine, you know, but you can totally tell the difference from the first two, three months that she had them to now is there was a rock in the cage that happened to eat food when you weren't looking. Now it's like, <laughs> oh, the, the, light, the lights are on. I'm going to come out and stretch a little, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. I agree with that 100%. They And the captive born or not, I mean, it, they don't, they don't, they could care less. As long as the, the albino naked ape is dropping food, you know, that moving tree that drops food, as long as it's growing, <laughs> yeah. and they don't, the captive born don't care. And, but I would agree with that. Yeah, exactly what Phil said. Couple of years, yeah, but it is, it's not, it's not anytime soon. Like that group of homiana, it's been a little, it's been over a year. But they're still, you know, they're still, they don't want nothing to do with me, really. I mean, they're, you know, they'll, most of them will tuck in still, you know, I mean, it's, so it's, it's a years long process when you're doing, when mm-hmm. you're doing acclimation to wild call for sure. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, even, even if you're dealing with captive bread, I would wholeheartedly say as a non turtle guy, it's worth the wait. It's worth the patience. You know what I mean? It's a hundred percent worth it. No, yes, no matter sir. what, no matter what the species of tortoise is, you know, it's not I, like they're I, going anywhere. They live forever. Yeah, <laughs> your entire life to build a relationship with them. Well, actually, I was going to ask you. So, on on specifically on the specs, but how long does it typically take to get, dare I say, breeder size? Because I feel like they've the ones I got my mom. They've definitively grown considerably, but sure. I'm pretty sure they were already adults when I got them. They were, they were, okay. and they could, they would probably the those feet those specs those females that laid for me this past year phil that i was telling you about um were probably 870 grams something like that 900 okay. grams so okay, cool. seven eight inch tortoise something like that but like yeah. in in mine my you know mine have grown all of my wild specs have definitely grown since i've got since i've gotten them here but they came in they were absolutely adults and had probably you know were have all have DNA out in the wild. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So yeah. I, I would think yours are totally there. Cool. Cool. I would definitely say that. Excellent. Yeah, she was um one of the biggest things <clears throat> excuse me, one of the biggest problems my mom had was trying to determine the sex because she had several different tortoise books. As you well know, there's not a lot on anything hinged back out there. Right. And uh and one of her things was getting 
conflicting gender identification signs is the is the belly shell concave is the tail goes to the left does the tail go to the right oh if it goes this way it's a boy well the thing wags its tail back and forth so <laughs> it's a boy it, damn okay. it doesn't make a damn bit of difference what side of the you know which way you hanging you know that doesn't make a damn bit of difference the size of the tail it should be the if it, and it really helps to have two tortoises, you know, a male and a female. And, right, and right. it's so blaringly obvious because a, a male tortoise, everything's in his tail. It, you can see a boy when you've got it, a full mature adult male tortoise and you got a female that that female tail is rinky dink and it's there to squirt out eggs that, you know, his junk is everything's in the male tortoise tail. So and, and if it if you don't if you don't have um the comparison there you don't you don't know but i would yeah, imagine don't have any that, context right, yeah. right. Yeah. but i would think um you could like i like you it's real obvious when you got a boy yeah I, got a boy. Uh, I told her that to me it looked like two boys and she's yeah. kind of facing the music like she's she's telling herself like working herself up into it because she really wanted to have a pair you know um, yeah but uh, but she she loves them. They're pets anyway, you know. So who? That's cares? awesome. No, yeah. that's super cool. And if yeah. Mozambique, I mean, it's special too because Mozambique shut down, aren't they? I mean, Mozambique's oh, yeah. not anything out. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure mean, uh, that last that shipment I got them out of, I think, was one of, if not the last shipments stateside yep. for for a while. Exactly, and th- yeah. because I mean, yeah, the the specs are are cool and. and so yeah, if we've got them, if we got a female, she's still got males. Well, maybe we can, maybe we can get her hooked up, man, for sure. See if oh, yeah. can, can get up, get Heck on the yeah. get on the Knixis bandwagon, man. Let's do oh, it. Oh yeah, I gotta get her one of those shirts, man. She'll she'll love it. No, hey, I'll give you one at Daytona. We'll get we'll have swag at Daytona, so we'll awesome. see you there. And Hell uh, yeah. we got we'll have a booth. We got a booth. Jeremy speaking, so we'll uh, we'll hook mom up with some Knixis swag for sure. Awesome. Is there any yeah. uh, is there any books that I could tell her to, to or I of, get it's for hilarious. her? It's hilarious. Absolutely. And so um, it's not really a book. So you can go to the Conexus Working Group and you can download it. Um, our okay. friend David Nissett, who's a co-founder with me and, and Jeremy, um, Andrew Hermes and Tom Arbor. Um, but David Nissett wrote the Conexus Conservation Blueprint presented at TSA years ago and it has got a species you know species rundown natural history you know and a little bit of captive care so definitely you know find that um, cool. you awesome. know the, the the blueprint is is you know I mean he's the you know he's he's definitely the godfather of the Conexus deal um, here in this you know here Dave Dave's got um, he started producing Homiana spec eye um, years ago and, and saw it all come and wrote that blueprint. And, and, you know, the TSA got into it for a little bit and it kind of fell by the wayside a little bit back then. And we're picking the mantle up now so that the blueprint would be perfect, Phil. And I know you could, you could find it and send it to her. If she's oh, a yeah. teacher, she's probably got to be, be tech savvy at this point, man. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she, because uh, I know she got a, bu- a handful of general tortoise books, mostly pet stuff, and yep. she's not into it the way that we are. But she's definitely yeah. an animal person. I mean, I've had animals my whole life because of her, you know. But um, right, 
but she definitely uh, she has access to ResearchGate and stuff like that. So she's pulled all kinds of scientific papers. I'm sure some of it's over her head, but Good she's like, mom. yeah, she she's sending me stuff. She's like, did you know that their metabolism? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you know what, Ma? I love it. I it's love like, it. I, it's so hilarious to me that like probably one of the most obscure species episodes we've done, and you're like. Dude, my mom's gonna be so excited. Like she has some of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I remember all right. So I like the show. That's why I like you guys, right? So, That's why I like the show. I'll never forget, man. It was 2006, and I was at Daytona, and somebody, I don't know if it was Nerd, it may have been Nerd. Somebody had massive forest hingebacks. And it yeah. was the, my first time ever seeing it. And I was like, that's a weird looking Burmese tortoise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, no, man, this is a hingeback. And I was like, hingeback. It, it was probably those big, it was probably some bigger rosa. The foot, you know, like I was telling you, the forest, you know, and yeah. the homiata just don't get as big. I mean, like they have, they, the rosa are cool. I mean, like it's shocking when you see a big one like that. Especially, I mean, especially for me, I've seen a bunch of them, but not that big. It's, they, they are cool. They're, they're really special, special yeah. animals. They, the Arosa are, uh, you know, they're just, they're like that Burmese mountain, they're Asian giant mountain tortoise, you know, the, yeah. the fair yeah. eye, which yeah. I love. That's one of my favorite, you know, not, that I've got, we've got a bunch of them. I got a bunch of them. And um, you talk about personality, man. Um, same deal. Deep forest species, been around for millions of years. Just cool, cool, uh, cool animal for sure to hang out with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Glad we brought you on, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No question about it. That is one thing as far as like tortoises in particular. You know, you think about those and crocodilians. It's like that formula has worked so well that those things haven't changed for such a huge span of time that it's not even you can't even wrap your head around it. The, well, the the mount the you know, Minoria Emmy's Ferai, the 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 black mountain tortoise, um, it, it I you know hadn't changed in the fossil record for over 25 million years. They are the only species of tortoise that does not, that digs it, that, that builds a nest and guards it, just like an alligator. They build a nest and, and, and guard it somewhat. It, it's, awesome. they're amazing. Yeah, awesome. man, so cool. Um, so it, it just blows you away, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that they, I mean, them and alligators, you know, the mountain tortoises have been around, you know, longer than glops, you know. I mean, it, I mean, it's nuts, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just un- unbelievable, you know. And for something to be that sort of slow metabolism and, I mean, you would think speed really? in nature I mean, would help give you a serious leg up. But it's like tortoises, I guess, because they're such tanks. <laughs> Yeah, what it like I said, the formula it's it works so well that that's why I mean they they they're still here for a reason. Like it's it's clearly working for them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And except for uh, those albino naked apes are screwing it up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for them pretty good. It was everything was fine until we showed up. Yeah, yeah. But that you know that's that's what we're trying to fix. What we're trying are there, to uh, are there. Go ahead. I'd say, are there species in Europe that aren't over here? Species, like in the hobby that people keep them. Conixus, yes, yeah, they. Yeah, um, of I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, of Conixus, definitely. They can work with. I mean, and just like, I mean, Europe can get 
stuff out of Africa that we can't get, you know, they can get stuff out of Southeast Asia that we can't get. Um, so they can work with like the Domer Guai out of Madagascar. Um, they've got, you know, we got a bunch of belly on in. We weren't supposed to, but they've got them over there um, and, and doing pretty good. Um, but yeah, they can, Europe can get stuff that we can't just like y'all, just like y'all, you know, just like y'all stuff. They can, they get, they got cool shit that we can't get, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm convinced that of the exporters worldwide that are not North America, that whether they're legitimate or they're black market, they have the continent that they know spends more money or, you know, oh, has yeah. done business before, and that—that's what it is. You know, it's like oh, yeah. the, Amer the Americans want uh, Arosa, or you know what? Uh, Germany pays more money. Yeah, and, and really, it's a in the turtle community. It's it's Asians. It's it's it, it it's Korea, and it, you know, they it's that's who pays for them over there. Is is mm -hmm. the it's a status symbol. Because of how, how long lived and all that, they don't, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily, it's not for the soup pot or anything like that. It's for a status symbol, just like those crazy ball, you know, the more stuff that goes over there, the snake more stuff that goes over there. Um, they love that. But like the buyers over there are super particular. Like you cannot have split scutes. You cannot have pyramiding. I mean, they, they're, but they'll pay, they pay good, but like they are, yeah. they're real particular about that kind of stuff. But like that, that's, you know, that's part of it. Some of it, it's like, I don't want to see the, the, the shipments coming in, but those quotas are going to get filled and they're going to go to Asia if they don't come here and they're not going to, that, that's not what that community is doing over there. They're, that's more of an Instagram deal over there where they're showing off what they've got. Like they're coy, you know, it, yeah, yeah. some of it, you know, so whatever. Hmm. That's, that's some of that. I remember the, the Terrapin station exotics guys were talking about that. You know, they breed the diamondback Terrapins and they sure. said like the guys over there just spend so much money on Dude. turtles and stuff. It's insane. I, well, I mean, did you do you not do you remember all those box turtles out of South Carolina that got? I mean, yeah. that was all over yeah. the place. I mean, all that stuff was going to Asia. You know, all that stuff goes to Asia. Mm -hmm. They love our. They, I mean, just like you know, like uh, Nipper and Scott want to freak out about our rattlesnakes. You know, and I mean, like, and Justin, I can tell you, you've got an appreciation. Mm -hmm. I mean, both of y'all for for what we've got here, um, it's the same same deal. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. So you mentioned that you do keep some other reptiles as well. Yeah. 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 What do you, we what got, you uh, man? So we got, you know, we got a bunch going on. Um, like I said, we've been we got a bunch of Karushas abroad, a bunch of monkey tails going on. We've uh, really, really enjoy enjoy those guys. They are like, you know, the the biggest skink in the world it's arboreal and like, and you know, it's just herbivorous and it is just, it, they're mean, you know, they've got that. They're puffy, but, uh, Don't touch my really it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So, but we, we, um, we've got a few snakes, man. And, and, uh, so we've got, um, like I, we've got some South Dade County, uh, Florida Kings. 
We got Love some. Uh, we got a few Apalachicola kings. And I was going to say, you, you better have Apalachicolas living where you live. You damn right, yes, sir. And, and have you seen a, one in the wild? No, I have not. Now, Apalachicola okay. is three hours. I mean, it, it's yeah, but it, you're closer than I am. Yeah, oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Bill wants so to I, live vicariously I, through you. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. And you know what? It's it's. I had Apalachicolas 15 years ago that were nice. they were captive bred stuff, and I got rid of all my king snakes because I was a young kid and a moron. But right, Billy Hunt is like, man, I really want to get some blotch kings, and I'm like, you should do that. Yes. <laughs> Ours are captive born. We've got three of them, but we've got we got them from a friend who literally lives in the forest and we've got GPS coordinates for the parents. So like, Oh, that's too cool. Yeah. Man. So he, too he cool. bred them, got the egg and he released the parents and most of the eggs. But we, so we got a trio of those Apalachicola with locality and then those South Dade. Um, and then, uh, and this is just stuff that friends have given us because they, you know, whatever. But, and so then we've got, um, some of uh, old a friend Benita was you know was getting out and she had some blood red corn snakes that are pied. They've got the they've got some pied going on that are really they're neat. Yeah, I'd never seen them before. They're crazy, um, and, and, which was neat. So and she you know she's in her in her early seventies and it's just she owned a pet store. Man, she was a wild woman. She was awesome and um, and she you know. Jeremy worked for her, so we went down and got a bunch of stuff from her, a bunch of dry goods. It was awesome. Um, what was her name again? Left from her pet store and a bunch of red foots, all just old pet stuff. What, you a, know, what, just, what was her name again? Benita. Oh, you might, I mean, yeah, Benita, and uh, and I can't draw a blank on her last name, but she, awesome woman. She sent us some uh, some green tree pythons. We've got some some green trees, which is a dream come true for me. I mean, like that was like. These, you know, I mean, man, I just that that in an emerald tree boa that look, I mean, just that green snake on a stick. I don't know what it is, but like back in the day, man, it was just so awesome. So it's really neat to have those You're magnificently boring. Yeah, it, I'm a tortoise guy, dude. Come on, give me a give me a break, right? We got we got rocks that, that make food disappear. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's and, great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that's it on the snakes. The uh, the so the the Dade Kings you got are they Floridas or are they Brooks? I, they're Florida Kings, I believe. Okay. okay. Yeah, I believe. Are they um, not the same? I thought. Well, yeah, I, I thought mean, that people. What's the people, old Brookside, wasn't it? Yeah. So people will argue that Brookside doesn't exist, and I'm sure there's some tax on that. I know they, they just revamped all the king snakes in North America, so I'm probably wrong. I'm probably an old fuddy-duddy when I talk about this, but if you go down South Dade, there's Florida Kings. If you go right. North Dade, there's Florida Kings. If you go to West Dade, then you get into some Brooks. And okay. I, have, I have friends that have found Florida Kings and Brooks on the same road on the same night, and they look completely different. Now, I've never oh. found one. And I go looking for them frequently. I think I just have bad luck, but uh, but it's one. That's one of my one of my lifer bucket list Florida snakes. I've never found. Well, well y'all need to have. So my my but Jeremy, my buddy that does the cooperative. Y'all need to have him on snakes and sogies because he's bred and produced thousands of Florida kings and just and turned them back. Him and his dad, when he was a kid, they'd go collect pairs from every county in the damn state and go back and turn them loose and breed them and turn them loose. 
he could tell you, and he's, I mean, he grew up in like Sarasota or something. So like he could tell you exactly on that. I thought that they were Brooks, Brooks High or whatever, and then, and they got changed to whatever they are now. Okay. Yeah. So, I, but I don't know, Phil. And they're, like I said, they're head for peanut butter and they're, they're beautiful. They've got a lot of red in them. Nice. You know, they're, they're absolutely gorgeous. They're little, they're babies. I mean, they're tiny. Yeah, if, right if they've got red in them like that, they're probably Brooks. I think they are Brooks, yeah. but I, but that got changed to whatever it is now. Yeah, right, right. right. And I, so I think they are. I, yeah. But, so super cool. Yeah, very cool, very cool. And the blots are those Apalachicolas are bigger. Um, they're probably they're going on two years. We'll probably. Did they, uh, did they hold pattern or they just speckle out? No, they well, they're still in the process. Okay. They're still in the process. I expect them, and Jeremy, we expect them to speckle out, cool. you know, somewhat. I think, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn as to whether or not I like them retaining some of the blotch pattern, dude, or not. I know. I, it's it's like I'm I'm torn in between the two, to be honest. Both like, of them are cool, right? And, I mean, yeah. like some of those phenotypes are are crazy, and like I like yeah. some of that crazy ass. The crazy speckling is really neat to me. Like, oh yeah, Jeremy went and picked those animals up from that guy, and when he got back, he was showing me some pictures of the, some of the stock that that guy is, is. I mean, and he's creating from the wild, and then like turning them loose right there. But like, nice, some really some really cool stuff for sure um, there, but. The, the Apalachicolas might, you know, next year, hopefully we could, uh, you know, maybe maybe put snakes together and create nice. more snakes, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Keep Billy and me in mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, well, and we were talking about y'all. I really appreciate y'all's book episodes, man, that y'all do. Nice. Um, I just finished, Thank you. I just finished Lingerworth's. Um, you know, the, the new Lizard Man the, from yeah. Russ Gurley, the Burt Langerworth. I finished yeah. the first volume, that, you know, this week. It was good. I, I think they, you know, they did a they did a good job with that. And I'm lo- I'm looking forward to, you know, his papers and all that. I'm going to read that second volume. That's got all, everything that was public that he published in it. Um, will be cool, I think. But Billy turned me on to that the Savage Garden. I bought that. I was listening to that episode and like went on Amazon and bought that book on on the uh, the fifty <laughs> the. the why am I drawing a blank on it? The, the plants. The carnivorous yeah. plants? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Carnivorous plants. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I definitely like the book episodes that y'all are doing. Um, Thanks, man. We, we appreciate it. We love hearing that. And it, from from what I've gathered from people just messaging me on Instagram, like, it's it's working. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Way I'm more definitely... popular than I thought they would be. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. 100%. I actually, uh, uh, Brian Hubbs is uh, sending my books out this week. I got his, from what he said, I got the last set of four of his books before he does a reprint. Nice. And, uh, I, 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 it's because I would like to hope and think that it's because of our show. That, absolutely. Because <laughs> I know, hey, like, I- that night, everyone was like, oh, you can buy them on Facebook. And, like, I'm sure he got bombarded with DMs. <laughs> Good work. Well, hey, hey. Membership has its privilege. No, he, it's, it's he did because it's he messaged me. He okay. messaged me and said, hey, I heard you guys were talking about the books on a podcast. And then that's how me and him started talking. And eventually we'll get him. Very on. cool. He was like, I, yeah. someone told me you guys were talking about the, you know, my books. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because I, I, 
you know, he offered me the, the set. He's like, look, man, I, I asked him for the two Kingsnake books because I got Pyro Molina on the mind. And, nice. uh, and, and he's like, well, look, dude, I got two more of the field guys. I was like, you want to just buy the whole set? It's my last set. And I was like, of course, just do it. And what's funny is I thought uh, him and Dr. O'Connor did that Rattlesnake book. I could have sworn I had that book because I've talked to Dr. O'Connor online count, countless times about the Rattlesnakes yeah, in the right. book. And then I look, I'm like, I don't have it. So I think it was either either I got swiped by an ex or or it was someone else's book that I read. I don't know. Now I got it. So good for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a good deal, though. That's real cool. I mean, y'all are doing good work. Y'all 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 deserve a couple of couple of bumps here and there, man. Come on. Thanks. Thanks. Absolutely. I'm running out of books to talk about, though. I'm gonna have to start buying some. Right. Yeah, you got it. Ones that we haven't talked about too. And then Nipper messed me up. Nipper was like, "Oh, did you get this book on rattlesnakes?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "It's short, but it's really good. You got to get it." And I was like, "Oh, really?" I said, "What did you think of this one?" He goes, "It sucks. Get this one instead." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, there's there's another hundred bucks. There's another yeah. hundred bucks." There's you know, yeah. Yep. Didn't Scott? I mean, on Instagrams, I think that the lizards of Australia didn't Scott just finish that? Or yeah, yeah. Well, the the pictures that he posted, I'm pretty sure those were the like authors prototypes. Okay, I was gonna say I won't. I'm definitely buying. Yeah. I want that, folks. Oh, absolutely, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, David. The, going back to Canixis book, David and Jeremy have plans to do an actual book. Um, but both of them are so busy. I mean, everybody's busy, but the, well, hopefully we will have something that you can, we can put in somebody's hand, you know, on Conexus, um, published hopefully nice. we, within the next year or two. Um, awesome. we would, we would, you know, that's a goal for sure. Well, something that we want to do. And that's, awesome. that's what I love about the current state of that is there's like, there's no more gatekeeping publishing house that you have to go yeah. through. You know, you, you want to write a book, you can write do it, it. out. It can even be digital. It doesn't even have to be in print. Like it's not hard to do anymore. You know, it's just, no. now it's just the hard work of actually putting it all together and making it happen. Yeah. I mean, did anybody teach you how to be a publisher? <laughs> you know? No, I mean, I learned it on the job, but. Yeah. Up until then, I because I I'd worked I'd worked in a publishing sort of it was originally a marketing company and then it slowly evolved in like a publishing magazine publisher and okay I learned everything on the job like no prior experience or anything it was thrown head first into the pool and you can't swim kind of thing it was like you're gonna learn or die so yeah no that's cool it's good work we need it. Uh, for the for the hobby and everything man and that's well that's i like the content man yeah one thing that i do want to do is when i have more time you know when i'm not working 50 hours a week like be able to help people put out books and stuff like that like i have the ability i have the program you know it's like why i I want to be able to use that to everyone's benefit i mean look man i went looking for y'all do you have you done a um patreon have you yeah we have one for the magazine we don't I, I mean, I looked for it and I couldn't find it. But I mean, like, like um, NPR. I joined I don't NPR. Push I mean, lot. like, I signed up for their Patreon. Like, I consume all of their content, you know, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that's a bunch of time. Like, I don't have a bunch of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I listen to y'all in the morning. I, I have an hour commute each way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I was listening to y'all this morning, wrap up y'all's West Texas show, and I was listening to, you know, whatever on the way home, it, you know, I mean, so That's awesome. I, yeah, I mean, like, we, we I really don't appreciate mind. it. I, 
I can afford the 10 bucks a month, you know, like keep putting, you know, I wanted to send Justin a message to say, all right, I'm glad y'all had fun in Texas. Get back to work. I'm ready for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was a, it was a nice break, but it's, it's nice to be back too. Yeah. It is. It's good to yeah. be back. I, I don't travel that well. I mean, like I, t- I told Justin, we were, you know, we went to New York and that was my first time up there. We were in the city when they, that week that y'all were in Texas. And I mean, it was neat. It was, it was fun. We had a blast, but by George, I was ready to get home, man. I was damn, damn glad to be home. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we have a Patreon for the magazine. Like I said, I really don't push it a whole lot because I'm okay. about just asking people for money. I hear you. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm bashful. About there's that, just, you know? there's also so many, like there's a lot of people doing Patreons now. There's a lot of people yeah. doing the GoFundMe thing, you know, it's like, exactly. Know. And it, and it, at some point it just becomes white noise and it just becomes mm-hmm. a, another thing. But yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know for me, I appreciate y'all's time uh, it, and it's worth, you know, five, 10 bucks a month for damn sure. So I, it, yeah, but I, I, and I hope, I'd like to do a, a Jeremy and I want to do a tortoise podcast. You know, I mean, like there's enough people there, yeah. you know, there's enough to talk about. And it's not really? just the Nixus, but like, you know, we're tortoise nerds, you know, for sure. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and there's, there's a bunch of us out there for sure. There it's, it's funny, you know, listening to the monitor podcast, to Bill's podcast, to y'all, to the NPR stuff, you know, the different, different sides of the hobby, you know, the different, oh, yeah. You know, the, side, the side projects, you know, the, the side burner on the grill, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, I took, I took Megan, I took my wife to Daytona a few years ago, for, and that was our first time, you know, or whatever. And she's like, we were in one of the restaurants, you know, we were staying and we were in one of the restaurants and she was facing out watching, you know, watching everybody come and go. And she goes, is, is there a, is there a punk show? Is there a rock show tonight? You know, somewhere she's like, is there, I was like, what are you talking about? I, like, I don't know. <laughs> and she goes, well, I'm seeing all these guys. And I turn around You're at it. And I was like, no, that's just snake guy. What are you talking about? It's a bunch of dudes, <laughs> ponytails and earrings and combat yeah. boots. I was like, no, no, that's just snake guy, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then later that night we go to, uh, it's turtle night or, you know, the turtle talk on Friday night, you know, oh, yeah. and we go in that room. And you know everybody's 147 years old, and she goes, "Oh, here's your people. Here's the fucking people right here." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "They outlive you know, their pets." All, it's, it's it's funny how you you look like your pet. You know, whatever they say. Well, I mean, Wayne Hill is a tortoise yeah, guy, right? Like that's oh, 100. That's the reason Dude, that that's night's there is because Wayne Hill is a yeah. That's his show. That's the Wayne Hill yeah. show for sure. Yeah. And so, but he's got. I mean, he produces a lot of turtles and a lot of cool turtles. Um, yeah. he's got oh, yeah. Joel Garth. Joel works for him. Joel's cool. Joel, yeah, Joel Joel's Joel. awesome. And you know, Joel, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, my my good for our good friends, Matt and Jamie, uh, they're yeah. everything people, right? right? And uh, they know Joel from back when. And like, just what you watch that guy work, like whether it be on the farm or at the actual show. And it's like, not only does that dude know way more than you'd expect from anybody doing this, but He's been doing it forever, oh, yeah. and, he, and he's learned from guys that have been doing it forever. So, like, like Wayne, I mean, like, like, come like on, Wayne, right? I mean, yep. give me, 
give me a break, dude. I was lucky to like sit next to Wayne at TTPG. You know, I'm just like osmosis learning you know, <laughs> from a guy yeah. like that. But no, but yeah, Joel's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing. I think Daytona's going to be a pretty wild this year, man. I think it's going to oh, be going yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I think it will too. I think it's going to be a blowout. Definitely have to smoke a cigarette, smoke one, smoke one with you guys for sure. Yeah, man. I oh, hope yeah. we do what we did last year, where we had like our little little group off under the little pavilion. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll come and do it. Just like giant do smoking it. circle, you know. Yeah. Everyone was just hanging actually, out with cigars. I thought about this. Uh, I didn't want to. I was going to bring this up to Justin. Uh, I think I might contact the hotel in advance and say, "Hey, you know, Friday night." Because let's face it, Friday night's the night that everyone wants to get silly. Yeah. Um, Friday night, can we reserve like that patio area? And like get the extra chairs and you know maybe have like a waiter come out nice. you know for the bar or something hit me up let me know I'll, I'll definitely be hanging i'll i'll come hang for sure oh yeah in the smoker section love it well it's love just it. funny how it just kind of happened last year like it just yeah. sort of like a group of us was there and then like bill albright and those guys showed up and then it was it just it's funny how so it just it over. morphed into its own oh yeah and it's so funny because there's so and many then we little got clicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there's so <laughs> many little clicks. And then everyone knows each other, right? And yeah. then the, the clicks converge. And it's like, oh, my gosh, the turtle people are talking to the frog people? This right, is crazy, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> or it, what, I, what I thought was funny is I had been to a few of the symposiums before, and, and I just remember them being kind of a snooze fest. And I remember I went to one – I guess it was one of the last lizard ones they had because they're for the most part they're all turtles now, you know, because of Wayne. Right. And yeah. And and I was like, oh, the chameleon one wasn't that bad. And the next year was like the wood turtle, and I'm like, wood turtle, like <laughs> where, where's the cricket sound, you know? And I went, I was like, I need a wood turtle. Yeah. I, wood turtles I, are cool I, as I, shit. I need, a, I need a wood turtle. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was wood actually, yeah, cool. for sure. Yeah. And the. Uh, um, the Central American wood turtles are re- even are really cool. Rhino clemmies, dude. Rhino oh, yeah. clemmies are fun with the spikes. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got rhino clemmies, or you know, you got so many. You got a bunch of that stuff. We've got we've got punctilaria, and we've got incisa. Um, I guess it's uh, rhino clemmies, pulcarima incisa. Maybe I can't remember, but those are neat turtles for sure. And, and like the punctillaria are highly aquatic. Um, yeah. Some of them are like our woods are real either or, you know, they can be very terrestrial, but they just, I don't think they do. They can do. I mean, I think tide hatches them, tide park hatches them, mm-hmm. but like, Bill, you're too warm. You know what I'm saying? For the wood turtles, they yeah. want a cold, they, yeah. they want a cold winter for also, sure. I feel like, I feel like, when you watch some of the people that legit keep them like in big indoor enclosures and stuff, I feel like that's the, it's like a chondra where you appreciate it, you interact with it, but it's not a turtle you play with. Yeah. It's not, not, a, a, not a corn snake or a yeah, it's not, or it's not a corn snake a or a Russian, Yeah. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a golden Greek. It's a wood turtle. You got to leave him, leave him on his log. And, and let him chill. And, but they're honestly, they're, they can be, they can be an interactive animal they can because they love the worms and stuff like that they'll eat from you um but honestly man i mean like that's what a tortoise is like i mean it is something to be appreciated and i mean i love i love 
keeping them, being able to keep them outside. Now, I do not keep, we don't keep Conixus outside. Um, You'll never see but, him again. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but like, I mean, the red foot, I keep, you know, I keep a lot of, lot of stuff. My red foots, my mountains, radiated. I mean, you know, I keep, it, when weather allows. Now, I, we get a true winter here. And like Justin, you know, I mean, we go, and it's probably even a little cooler than Justin, but I mean, yeah, we're, I'm sure it we're, is. yeah, you know, we're in the thirties. I mean, like it went below freezing all my, you know, all my allocation died back this year. I mean, that was the first time in three years that we had hard freeze, but like we get a proper winter for sure. Um, so, and it, honestly, that can help keeping stuff outside. You sure. know, yeah. that They need that cycle, obviously, even the tropical stuff. My mountain tortoises did great. This was the first year. They're 2017s, and, you know, they. this was the first year. I left them outside. I brought them in four nights over the past winter, and that was because it was literally in the 20s, and that was, you know, it got so damn cold. Um, you ever have any issues with the raccoons? No, nah, I'm suburbs right now, dude. I, I'm, I'm in the city limits of Pensacola. Um, oh I'm, I'm, in, I'm in proper. But I, I, we – we made the plunge, man. I bought 31 acres last year and um, I'm going to build, I'm going to build my, my dream, dude. I'm going to build a zoo uh, or my own personal, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, just do it, do do it my way, man. And um, I'm going to build the croc monitors a barn and just, and let them, let them go, you know, let them go for it. But awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's Varanus as well, and Cayman lizards. And- why, why are we not talking about that too? <laughs> the Cayman lizards, Phil. The, the Cayman lizards are, are my, or that, those are my babies, man. So me and Jeremy <laughs> are building a dude, and it's almost done. I, I've sent Justin a couple of pictures, but we built, we did an outdoor. It's thirteen by ten by seven tall, um, nice, thirteen nice. feet by ten feet deep, seven feet tall for the Cayman lizards. So I got these Caymans, man. We got these Caymans a couple of years ago, and uh, it's George and Wheezy, and they're doing they're doing pretty good, dude. They're nice. they're rock stars, man. Nice. And uh, they were outside all year last year. I brought them in, and I just said, "Screw it, I'm we're, let's go for it." And so it's like I, I went um, aluminum and some nice fourteen gauge, um, you know, two inch by one inch. You know, yeah. I went uh, wire cloth man or whatever that you know I ordered from him. Um, 300 gallon water feature, and nice. you know we've got. I'm fortunate enough. I've got we got some equipment to move logs, so we've got some nice, some nice furniture pieces in there awesome. for them. Some hollowed out stuff um, that goes all the way through a bunch of all natural stuff. So I'm did super. You, uh, did you bioactive the the water or no? Like you put fish and crayfish and I will, I will. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, yeah dude. Like the literally the damn lizards are still inside. The, I've got two more panels of mesh to put on and then, but what I'm going to do, cause I'm filtering their water now that's inside with an FX six, right? So I'm okay. going to put that FX six at the, at the build, at the outside. I'm going to cut a couple of holes through the building and just filter it from the inside and leave the filter inside and Ooh. filter. And, and so filter water. So yes, a hundred percent, there will nice. be fish, crayfish. There will be, you know, snails because that, that they're snail specialists i will yeah. uh, there'll be mystery snails yeah. there'll be all you know the question um, is does does the little old lady at your local asian food market does she know you by name yet oh a hundred percent i mean good there good. are more than there there's, there's two of them i mean you know they're they're nice they definitely know me 
and, and yeah, it, because it's the first time it's like you eat this, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You, you know, yeah, they look at you like. Well, it's you just told them yes, and then you continue to come yeah, in and buy them all right? the time. Yeah, yeah. Just to mess with them. You would well, be extra it, cool. It's not, they, they, <laughs> it's not even that you eat it. It's the volume you're purchasing. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I buy the entire freezer. I mean, I've got, you know, yeah. $100 worth of snails. I'm walking out with $100 worth of snails. Nobody's eating them any friggin' snails, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, so, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a couple Asian families that are just really pissed off because they couldn't get theirs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, awesome. I mean, but man, COVID <laughs> messed with me. I wasn't, you know, I mean, like that stuff was, was oh, hard sure. to find there for a little oh, yeah. bit, you know, but I found octopus, dude. Those things love baby octopus. I was going to say, would could you really? feed them like scallops or clams or something? 100%. 100%. Now, all right, let me ask you this, though. Uh, just to play devil's advocate here, have you looked into sodium levels because the for, octopus? Yes. Okay. I have not looked into it. Very good point because okay. I do feed. I and and I obviously I soak it. In, you know, I'll get it yeah. thawed, soak it, and and then soak it again, just like you would do, like you know, for a crawfish boil. Yeah, or something you like, like that. reverse brine it. Right, right. Yeah. There you go. It, yeah. But that is, that's definitely real, though. I, you know, I feel yeah. like a hundred percent because I do feel which wouldn't be, but like the shrimp. Um, or you know, so yeah, that that that's a good thought. But um, I love my Cayman lizards, dude. They're they're a bunch of fun, and they, are they they're are they friendly or no? Oh yeah, that, I mean like they they will they will try and come eat you if they're hungry. You know what I'm right, saying? They're right. like, they're, but like they're not mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they're yeah. not they're, they're not, not overly mean. defensive. No, no, I mean like. They get pissy and hungry, and like they start climbing the walls, and they'll jump. You know, they'll jump at like I've literally like caught George, like his face is coming at <laughs> open mouth at my face. I'm like, oh. and he was. I mean, you know, I had his food in my throat. hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realize they got as big as they did because I went to the Jacksonville Zoo a couple of years ago, and they have a little Amazon section, and they've got a, right. a really big tank, really deep water yeah. tank okay. for theirs, and they were way bigger than I thought they they got. It was like, Where's that? Their water was that deep? It was pretty deep. Really? Yeah, it was a couple feet. I, it, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah the, and one, I, uh, the one at Palm Beach Zoo, they had like a a, a paludarium at Palm Beach. Okay. Where like all the branches were above the water, and I don't. I, there had to be land at some point, but that was at least three feet, maybe four. Well, that's what they did. They live in, in in you know elevated. They live over a flooded forest half the year, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's what they're going to be doing. I mean, yeah. so that that paludarium or whatever, where they've got those logs suspended above the water, that's going to be real normal for most for half the year, right? For them, I mean, like that's what they're going to be doing, and and. Yeah, so that I, I don't know. I've seen them. I've, I've been, you know, obviously I try and find all the videos I can, but like I've seen them breed in the water, and I've seen them copulating like on land next to water. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. We've we I've reached out. We've reached out to a couple of people, but you know, I mean, like I know one dude, Mike Lorette has produced one, and then the ba and then he lost the baby. He only hatched one. He got a clutch, and he hatched one, and then lost the baby. And then Quetzal has produced them down in Costa at his zoo. Um, so yeah. we reached out to him, and he, you know, he was some help. He, he, but I mean, I consider that almost in situ. I mean, like you're you're yeah. getting a lot of help from Costa Rican 
weather. So I don't know, man. I, I'm hoping that we can uh, we can tease George and Wheezy into 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 do doing it. Yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. Because they're they're cool. That and so had them for a little bit, and we picked up um, we picked up a few more babies this year and are raising them up. And they're super. They're cool. They're su- it's all food driven with them. Like as long yeah. as you can. They'll get sassy and stupid, and then as long as you until and then you get them fed, and they're just they'll calm right down, and, and they're fine. But they they'll get they'll get a little sassy, but nothing more striking, right? I mean that that green, that real blue, the yellows, yeah. uh, and then that striking red head on those males, man. And just it, just wait until you get them outside, dude. Like like that oh, first, yeah. give them a month to just soak in the rays. Oh, no, they spent all year last year outside and love oh, it. They're oh, okay, pissed. Okay. Yeah, they've been pissed ever since. And I've got my babies <laughs> outside. I got the babies outside. It's just this pen, dude, has been I mean, we have never done anything this big and never worked with the materials, but you know, that on this scale. And it it's it's just been it's been, you know, a figuring out process. It's been it's been just kicking our ass, yeah. but it's been awesome. You know, I mean, like it's been a bunch of fun. Nice. Yeah, see this this right here, I believe, was the Cayman Lizard exhibit. Very cool. For some okay. reason I was thinking the water was a lot higher when I was right. there. I don't this is No, you were just shorter. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Like me and Katie were still dating. Like I said, you were shorter. <laughs> I don't know. Very cool, man. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so absolutely. What, so we got Varanage too? Yeah, yeah. So we um so our friend at Gate City Reptiles um, sent us some black dragons, some water monitors, um, and those are fun. And then so you, got, you got melanistic waters and waters, or just the black dragons? Melanistic waters and a hat. We got two cool. melanistics and a hat. Nice. Um, yeah, and and they're cool. It, it, you know, they like to eat, <laughs> and so. And then from Jim Miller, we got a couple of Argus monitors that he produced. Nice. And those guys are super cool. So one of them, um, we originally named Gus. And so Argus, the Gus, the Argus monitor is probably, he's going on, you know, a year and a half or so. So he's a pretty good size. He's, nice. you know, he, he's, but he's cool. He, you know, he's, he came, came to us and, I don't think he was tong fed too much. I think he was bowl, you know, I think he was bowl fed, but he's, he's really taken to the tongs. That son of a bitch swings from his light though. That mother, that, like, <laughs> jumps onto it, you know I mean? Like it will ruin a damn, uh, his UV. Um, and then we, and then Jim sent us, we got that from Rowan from Jim's buddy. And then Jim sent us a, a hatchling that he just had this year. Um, and Jeremy in, yeah, we got nice. him, we got they- him. Did you get Aussie stock or is it a lot of New Guinea stuff? I, I I'm not real sure. I I'm I'm assuming it's New Guinea stuff. Jim is it? I get. I think Jim is full range reptile. Um, it, it, on Instagram, so and we could check. I think it's going to be New Guinea stuff. To be honest okay. with you, still but, cool. Still awesome. Yeah, very cool. And the, uh, such a different animal, you know. But oh, yeah. a lot of digging, you know, wants to excavate. So the baby we named Hitachi after our excavator, you know, that's the brand excavator. We yeah, got. yeah, so, yeah. Um, they, they really cool to watch them dig um, and and come in and out of the burrows and stuff. 
Does your um, one tripod at all or no? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like he'll he'll come up, look, and, and we've got him in kind of a in a in a the enclosure that we've got him in. He'll he'll definitely do because it's 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 a, it's it's a little bit more vertical. We're work, we're going to work him into something that's got more more space, but he will definitely come up and look at us and looking for food, basically. But yeah. Gus is but Gus has gotten cool. I mean, it you know. It, we had he hadn't been around too long, but like it hadn't taken him but a few months to kind of figure out the program, get get with us and and hang, um, and yeah, and then um, and then a, I we pulled the trigger. I got a couple of Crocs, man. It's a couple of baby baby Croc monitors um, that aren't quite babies anymore, but um, super animals, super cool, man. One of them, she, I mean, like she, you know. I can get her to, she'll eat out of my hand. She doesn't, she's not, she won't come out onto my arm. She won't, she's not super friendly. She doesn't want to be messed with too much, but like I can feed her from her elevated hide. She's in her elevated hide. She's watching me. She watches me do my deal, you know, in the building all day, whatever, you know, when I'm there and Jeremy. And so, and she'll feed, she'll tongue feed real good. She'll eat out of my hand. Some, um, super sweet. The, what I think is the male is is not does will not tongue feed you know wants you to leave his food on the damn plate on the shelf and wants you to leave the building and then he'll come down and eat. Um, <laughs> He's still on, still on high alert. Yeah, yeah, on high alert. And but like that in that female, that little one, um, you know, she might have been some sort of like captive hatch deal over in Indo and then shipped over because she's pretty chill. I mean, she, she and she's getting she's getting some size on her. Um, but I'm not looking to I'm not looking to tame down my croc monitor, to be real honest with you, man. I You know, that that property that I was talking about earlier, I, I really do want something that's 15, 18 feet tall. Yeah. And and up there, you know, they've got an element that can get outside and, and let them really be themselves. Yeah. Um, you you want to have like, the you want to have a little bit of mutual respect so you can work with them more. Yeah, you you want to you want them to know that you're not going to eat them and that you don't mean them any harm, but you still want them to have their wild attributes. Yes, a hundred percent. Well, I mean, you know, the mutual respect deal. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not trying to walk a damn croc monitor on a leash, and that, yeah. no problem. If that's well, what I mean, you want to do with your croc monitor, more power to you. Because I, I think that's neat. I mean, that is that is a lot of animal. I mean, you're talking about. The, mm-hmm. the, what is that? The largest or second largest island in the world, and that's the top predator on that island, besides like the murder chicken, you know, besides the yeah, castle yeah. or you know, right. whatever. <laughs> right, um, right, right. You know, I, I don't know, man. I, it, they're awesome, awesome animals, and so pretty, super pretty. I, I, I really like that little feet. What I, what I think is suspect is a little female. I've got a pretty good relationship going with her. Um, that I hope seeing what happened to Crutchfield with his man. That's like, that's, that's no joke. Yeah. I think he's lucky it wasn't way worse, you know? Yeah. And well, and I mean, you remember Ron St. Pierre's got the same kind of story. Um, when he had them back in the day, people were over for Daytona and he was in the cage with it. And the thing just went for his face, you know? I mean, it, you know, he just said he thought the the, the animal was having a bad day. And he had a bunch of people there that right. are home staring at right. the animal. And like, and that that you, the animal doesn't live at a zoo. He lives at a facility, yeah. a private facility. He's not used to a bunch of apes gogging at him. So, oh yeah, 
but, but yeah, that's what I, that, like you said, Phil, mutual respect. And I mean, whatever, they, you know, I've heard other monitor keepers, you know, I mean, and it, I keep the door open and I keep myself in between the animal and the door, <laughs> you know, when yeah. you're, when you're you gotta do it. a big male crop, you know. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It's look, but, and I don't want to sound cocky, but like there's very few animals that I'm really like, I'm going to say I'm afraid of, but that animal, man, the intelligence and the ability, the its abilities, it's you, you don't mess with it. You just raptor, you gotta, dude. Raptors. Straight, straight yep. up Jurassic raptor. That, yeah. Clever girl. Yeah, clever girl. You're damn right, man. I, I, I mean, super, super neat, super in awe that I've got them. You know, I mean, like just really. And I'm like, I've never even posted a picture of them. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not what it's about. There's, it's, they're cool. And I, I hope that, you know, we'll, we'll see how that, that they end up, but super neat. Um, but yeah, working with those guys, um, as far as the, the Varanis go, those, those three guys and, um, those Argus and the Crocs are really neat. They're, they're pretty special. They're, they're a little bit different than those, those water monitors, the, which are fun. They're neat. Um, but honestly, man, it's those Karusha. It's those monkey tails. That's what's up. They, those, those, those feisty little guys are, are a bunch of fun. Did you get captives um, or did you get imports? Um, they're all imports right now, man. I think I've got, so we, we bought from Crutchfield. We've got, so Crutchfield's got a trio that he's had forever. One of his females twins every year. And one of them, had, you know, just does a single, and we got the single for the year, and we got one of the twins. So we've got we've got some captive born, um, and then but the rest of it is all came. I don't care what they had to they had to call them captive born to get them out of the country. So right. it, it, it to export them. So none of this stuff that's coming in is captive born. It, you know. Yeah. None of the stuff that's out, that's out there for anywhere for eight hundred bucks. It, you know, we got a lot of it. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, but that's all that's out there. There's there's very few people producing the Karusha, and most of them are like tortoise people. They just you know they go into a black hole. You know they don't you don't see a bunch of that. <laughs> you yeah. Know what well, I'm I was gonna say is I feel like on the on on the monkey tails, I feel like there's a lot of people that keep them not as pets. They basically are farming them indoors if you will and they're producing offspring but those captive bred babies it's very selective whom they're selling it to right friend, friends of friends or, and, yes or, or, or horse trading some animals you know what i mean it's not like oh look here's 15 captive bred monkey tails like it's uh, not gonna happen yeah yeah, yeah. well and, and maybe in in years to come because we've set up we set up a few and 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 so you're only going to get one, you know, two out of a, mm -hmm. out of a female yeah. a year, you know, and, and so that, that it's going to be limited. But like, yeah, I, they're a super cool animal that definitely needs to be set up. They they've got something I've heard. I don't I heard it was Cites. They went Cites one, and they were they you know, and then I heard that the the minister of the interior or the minister uh, of agriculture has gotten in hot water with Geneva. So he shut monkey tails back down. He quit, he quit letting them put them out. I, I, I don't know what the story is, but this well, I, know, I, I know for a fact that it's open now yeah. and, the, and the animals that are coming through, most of them, if not all of them, they're not farmed, they're wild caught, but yeah. it's not like it was, 
20 years ago where there's hundreds of them. It's like, no. here's 20. Yeah. You know, enjoy yeah. your 20. Give it yeah. a couple months. Well, maybe we'll get some more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's surprising mm -hmm. is that there's some adults this time. You know, I mean, we're getting adults, though, which, it, you know, the see, adults are coming in. And, I, you know, I know Underground's got a bunch of them. They've set a bunch of them up. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, and, I've been there to open the crate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, they – I don't know, man. Caruso are super cool. I, I hope that people, you know, we'll take them serious and we'll pump them and, and try and get them, get them. But like, I don't think, you know, I, I hope people get into them because they're it, a, a super neat, super neat animal. Um, you going to hand raise one of them? What's that? You going gonna to hand raise one of them? Oh, absolutely. You got it, man. How, how communal they are. Like, I mean, it's you know it'd be super neat. I mean they like they've got to get that stomach going by being with the mom and eating the poop and all that kind of stuff. But like hundred percent and like what I would like to do, I want to build a building. I want to build them a building and just and like in their big enclosure, you know, just have ropes and you know like a hanging basket that people grow yeah. ferns out of. You know, just oh yeah, hanging baskets or their stations. You know, and I mean. That would be uh, when I when I build my masterpiece, man. You know, there'll there'll be there'll be some good stuff like you're that. Gonna a, you're gonna need a good pressure washer for that floor. <laughs> <laughs> or no, we'll go we'll go. It's Florida, dude. Everything here is bioactive. What are you talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I know a great sand guy. Just wall to wall sand. It's <laughs> a giant yeah. litter box. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I have the sneaking suspicion I'm going to end up with some Ackies from Alan Stevens by the end you, of the year. You got to do, do it, it, man. You got to do, do it. it. I don't know. He's I don't got those. Dude, you can pick them. You're not getting those damn. You're not getting those damn beatings anymore. Come on. Yeah. You can do something. That's we're going to go in here though. Point. That's so yeah. the Ackies in there. Come on. I was I was jealous of the beaded's dude and and he, Phil of your healers man I was pulling for you guys with the with your chiller and stuff. Um, yeah, thank you. The healers and the beaded's would be something that I would love to be able to do. Um, that that's two goals of mine or my croc license. That, I don't want to get my venomous license. I don't I, have, I don't need to. I, I would hope that they could revamp the permit system to where it would be more accessible. For me to get like something just for a Gila, just for Heloderma, you know, or something like that, yeah. to to revamp the Florida permit system would be neat. But who knows? I doubt that ever happens. But yeah. crocodilians, I might, I'm, I'm going to try it because that 31 acres, man, I, I will have the space. Yeah. To do. So, I would like, so, well, you already have the 31 acres. Yeah, I bought okay. it last year, and we're still in town. I have not built anything. I haven't. It's still woods. Well, I mean, what like, you can do is. It, if, if depending on the crocodilian you want to get, Florida has a uh, it's a personal possession crocodilian permit, and I'm pretty sure it's only for one or two species of caiman and American alligators, but it allows you to have the animal up to four foot. And then at four okay. foot, you have to at four foot you either have to euthanize it or you have to give it away. A lot of yeah. places will uh, they'll they'll swap you for like a baby or something like yeah. that. But yeah. if you're but if you're working, you, you can get your quote unquote hours working with crocodilians whilst you have your personal possession one. And then when the time comes that you're built the enclosure and you have the acreage for the class two license, yeah, yeah. you just keep your animal. You know what I mean? I didn't really realize that. That's yeah. very cool. Okay. Yeah. It's only certain species. Like obviously like I think it's uh, uh, like four or five different species of caiman 
um, no crocodiles, Chinese yeah. alligators, and, and American alligators. Well, and the Chinese, those Chinese alligators stay pretty small too, don't they? Yeah, but the problem is, is you gotta get one. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta find one. And you, yeah, you gotta find one. You gotta, you gotta pay to play. You know. Oh, big time for yeah. sure. But I know a lot of people that they get. You know, they get a smooth front Cayman as a baby. You know, what is it? Fifty the trig. Bucks. Yeah, the trig. Yeah. yeah. So, so they get a trig, and by the time the things, honestly, by the time the things four foot, it's been four, maybe five years. And at that point, they've worked up a lot of crocodilian hours. They've they've freelanced hours at other crocodilian Thanks, facilities. Yeah. They yep. get the acreage. I don't know, it's a two point five or three acres, yep. whatever it is. Yep. Uh, they get they get bonded so that they can exhibit, and then wham, there's your class two license or something to that extent. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And I want palps. I think the palps would be cool. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, and I um I don't know for a fact, but I think they could live year round outside here. I don't know that for a oh, fact. Sure. I don't. Do you I think, think they, they could? I think they could. Sure, I'm sure they could. Okay. Yeah. And I okay. also know right. there's there's a couple of people I know that uh, not in Florida, but they have um, a solar heating panel, and yeah. they don't they don't put the they don't put the heat emitter in the pool with the animal. They put the heating panel in the reservoir tank that feeds the pond or whatever, you know. And it's solar powered, so as long as it gets sunlight for I think you know forty eight hours straight, it'll run for like twenty four hours straight or however okay. it works. You know, and so I like, can do something like that. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure you could reach out to Cody. I mean, Cody's doing it right now. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. got his class too, and and he's digging ditches as we speak. You know, yeah, very so, cool. Yeah, no, I'll go down there and dig ditches for him if I can get my if I can get hours for sure. You oh, know, I can absolutely for sure. And I don't remember which species of Crocs he's actually working with, but it's more like two. Is it Morlets? Yeah, nice. It's, it's only cool. Morlets right now. Uh, Morlets, and then I think they have they're holding uh, an adult gator right now for. Okay. Some other facility, but well, yeah, it's just people in Florida and, and do crocodilians and not have a gator. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, but I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, in that property, that man, that property that I bought, it, it's going to be neat. It, it'll be a neat deal. Like about half of it is wet. You know what I'm saying? I bought. I've got a creek. I've got swamp. I've got, and it mm-hmm. feeds out to the Blackwater River. You know, it feeds. Nice. So there's gators on the. I mean, I got gators, but that you know they're not in a pen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, but uh, (laughs) it'll be it'll be that'll be a neat deal out there for sure. Hopefully. (laughs) Awesome, man. Awesome. Can you keep the the Conixus outside? Like, do they need a serious cool down or or do they need to be kind of steady? No, they they definitely they they don't like anything lower, you know, than 65, you know, something like they can handle much lower. But like, no. I, the captive born, you know, and I've got, um, I'm going to start putting some captive born outside. Now I've got, I bought, I've, I've got a bunch of homiana that I bought from a guy who produced them. He's a damn DEA agent. You know, he's cool. It turned out to be, you know, it was like, so what, what do you, what do you do? He's like, I'm a fed. I was like, what? And, uh, and so I badgered him for a little bit longer. He said, he's a damn DEA agent. And I was like, I met him on the side of the road and bought nine turtles. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, jeez. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, but he – so the those those homiana he produced, he, he had kept them outside. Um, so I've got some here that have been outside. I don't any, keep any of them outside. The wild-caught stuff, it, I don't know. I don't know, man. It just stresses them, and they you end up losing them. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, and that's why we go, you know, 
super simple setup with their own individual animal in their own, you know, in their own enclosure. Um, but I, I cannot wait with that 31 acres, man, I cannot wait to really push it and really, I see greenhouses as the way to go because like yeah. I can greenhouse, I, it, you know, you can, you can build a heated structure inside their pen and then with it greenhoused, it's going to warm up during the day. They go and they can, it, you can keep a very natural animal outside. You can keep a tropical animal outside in a subtropical in, environment yeah. here. I think I can get away with it um, and really be a neat deal, man. Really be something where you can really observe them. They can really live a, a, their, their, a, a more natural life um, than, you know, than they are in inside in an enclosure. But they're they're just like a snake in a rack, man. Their their need their needs are met, you know. And I and it, they're obviously not in a rack, but that's what we're trying to do is just get more of them, and then we can get them into mm-hmm. a better situation, you know. Yeah. Get them into a more natural, get them into more people's hands because there's a lot more oh, yeah. creative people out there than me, you know. That that'll take on a little baby tortoise that like will build it a damn mansion, you know. I mean, so getting this into the mainstream is certainly or, or more into the mainstream is is uh is certainly a goal of ours yeah like i said i, I tortoises especially pancakes and some of the smaller stuff like a, you know I, I love them and i'd love to have some but it's just kind of like veranids for me you know it's just something i don't have the space to devote because like, if Anything. i'm gonna do it i want to give them what they need enough, you know yep. yeah yep. no it, it's it is the same deal it, it it's they they need a little bit more space for sure. They need they need the space. It's worth giving it to them though. You give it to what them. What size are your adults? What so eight eight like a eight by three stock tank? You know, as far as for a laying adult, something like that. Okay. Um, and then you know, males are going to get a six foot or something like that. Your raise ups are going to get full. I mean, it goes all the way down to a. I mean, I'll raise a baby Conixus in in a six quart shoebox for six nine months i mean you can get away with wow. with that but you know you can definitely get away with a with a six quart for six months you know you just you just set them up like a like a baby box turtle mm-hmm. yeah i, I mean yeah. you're you know i i'll put them you know individually housed you put them on a little shelf in my you know my animal plastics i got ap's you know i've got some ap's it, you know that the enclosed in you know Keeping a tortoise, especially raising one in a real dry environment, is where you get the pyramiding, in my opinion. And I, I, there's a lot of theories out there, but I believe a lot of it, and because I've raised them both ways, and I've and I've not gotten pyramided tortoises once I've started raising them in enclosed, chambered stuff. And you just stick them on a shelf in a in a you know up above, you know some of some of your grow ups, some of your raise ups on on the floor of the AP. And then you got them on the shelf, so they're in a nice controlled beta, you know, with a little bit yeah. of variation. Those big enclosed, you know, those big big APs, and um, they do really well for the first few months. You keep them super simple. I mean, it's just like a damn snake. You just want to try and get it to eat, you know. I mean, they suck up that their their yolk sac, and you give them a week or two, leave them alone, and then throw a little bit of food at them, and and, and you know, and you should should have some luck. It, I, I don't intimidate guys with the with the starting of the damn of the the, the babies, man. It, <laughs> tortoises are just tortoises are so easy when it come, comes to that shit, dude. You just you wait them out, and you you know you just put a little bit of food down, and yeah. I mean, 
I, I say that. Yeah, obviously, there's some there's work to it. But like, dude, the not not like the teasing of the you know, and then and and Phil stuff, you know, is the danger noodles. That that even yeah. brings a whole different aspect to teasing yes. and trying to get them to feed and all that crap. I I just I love the Wagglers pit, the the Temple Vipers, man. Back in the day, those were like my favorite. And like, even a couple of years ago, I got a hard charging and. I met the guy, you know, there's a guy here in town that's got a, that's got his permit and you know, I kind of let it go, but like, I would love to do wagglers. Those are so neat. The arboreal stuff, the eye, you know, eyelashes are neat, but like the variation in those wagglers is, is, especially the females. Yeah. Big chunky heads. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that was the epitome. I mean, I guess it just kind of goes back to the, that green tree, but like, arboreal stuff yeah. with those big yeah. I mean like that's that's shit that was just cool back in the day man that like I'm still tripping on from you know from back uh, that's cool have you uh just flipping back to tortoises real quick have you tried any of the uh Atari tortoise topper stuff What's no that? I the no you know what I'm talking about? Uh, who was it's it like, by? I thought it was Hatari or H- Hikari the, the oh <clears throat> So Hikari, I use they. I use honestly, I use Hikari of uh, uh, an expensive, like a koi food, a koi oh. fish food. And so, but Zoomed does some toppers, and, and it's a bunch of dried flowers. And I definitely yeah. use, I definitely use um, the um, like Capadolo Farms. Will Espen Shades out in California. He does a bunch of dry goods. He's got really good dried dried herbs. Um, tortoise supply, Arizona tortoise supply. It's uh, Tyler Smith, I think. Tyler and his wife are doing it out of Las Vegas, and they've got an herb. Uh, they call it their herbal hay, and it's it's a dried you know dried herb mix that my tortoises really like. I mix it in with their greens. It gives them some fiber. Gives them you know it, it's some variation, a little enrichment. Now, will stuff, you can get them individually. So you could put nettle, you could put, you know, just it, all kinds of stuff that you can find the marine. Make your own mix kind of thing? What's that? I didn't hear you. Like a make, make your own mix kind of thing? Yes, yes, you can make your own mix at 100%. And, cool. and so you can, what we, what and my wife does it, but it's, um, What's the the natural seaweed gelatin? Is it Abi Abi or um, I can't think of it. But basically, my wife will make me a gel pie, and it's it's a hmm. natural gelatin. And but you can we'll put a lot of it, and we'll use pellets. Like I use that hikari. I'll use you know um, crop chow. The the the, the hingebacks are really like protein so you can they they like crock chow better than they like regular missouri you know really but, yeah oh for sure right. um well, interesting yeah you said it was yeah. it was uh, arizona tortoise i found arizona tortoise compound yeah Is that's that my buddy andrew hermes okay and cool. then you've got um tortoise supply tortoise supply that's tyler okay. and them out of out of out of, out of Nevada, I think, out of Las Vegas. So Arizona, I might have just gotten both of them confused, but no. no I, yeah, I got them. I found them. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Hermes is doing good work. Hey, um, Andrew's hatching a few um, that owns Arizona Tortoise Compound. He's hatching a few Conixus. He he just sent me a picture. He's hatched a hatched a little speck eye. He's going to send it over. Nice. Um, yeah, man. And and so he's good at hatching them. Um, and he's got. I mean, man, he's got so much going on. It's tough for him to get them to get to give the little baby Conixus everything they need. Um, do you he's avoid going, fruit? As far as I food do. goes, do you try to avoid? I fruit? do. I do, and I'll give, I'll give some decent fruit like papaya. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll feed that out every once in a while. But, but I do. I mean, my my main staple, man. I'm talking zucchini, yellow squash, microwave sweet potato. To where the sweet potato is about the same consistency oh, as the as the squash. You don't want to get it all mushy. Right. And then, mm-hmm. and, and they're mushrooms, dude. They are mushroom freaks. Oh, I never even thought right. about you that. You got a calcium, you got a special, you got to really supplement the calcium to, to offset because mushrooms have a just ass backwards phosphorus to calcium right. ratio. You know, I mean, it's 50 to one or something. You know, I mean, gotcha. it's just crazy. And you want two to one calcium to phosphorus in anything that you're feeding, anything with a shell. You know, so you definitely want to bump up. Yeah, you definitely that phosphorus to cal- calcium phosphorus ratio is important. You you want a two to one, and it, it, you know studies that in their I mean, we can't compare green. I don't you know uh, collards turnips that stuff's good for them, but like none of it is like the crap that, that you know some diet studies that they're doing from the wild. Some of that, and I mean even carusha, it's weird. I mean you see them eating bromeliads like there's got to be nothing. <laughs> of nutritional value in a friggin' bromeliad, right? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, so, but so yeah. Who, like who a cactus. Knows? Yeah, but uh, cactus is a great tortoise diet, though, man. And uh, and for the iguanas, like we've got some, we've got some rhino iguanas as well. And the nice. crucial, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna they, say you have to have cyclora with all the stuff you've got. Yeah, I was like, there's yeah. no way he doesn't have cyclora. It's, it's exactly. Florida. It's Florida, dude. What are you talking like, about? <laughs> yeah, come on. Go on. They give them to you when you when you come through the gate. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. First told yeah, told, at the told, told, told you're freaking. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but cactus is definitely an important one. That's got a great calcium phosphorus ratio for sure. Um, yeah, the the. The, yeah, absolutely. The and where I'm trying to get it growing, um, trying to get a lot of it growing, but. I'm telling you, I've been stealing it from my neighbors, and of course, they, it's it's sanctioned. They're, they 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 allow me to, and, but like the stuff that I'm propagating has got more spines than than the than the mother plant. It's pissing mm-hmm. me off. So I'm trying to find some really good of that the, the good spineless stuff. And there's plenty in Texas. Out. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so they're real spiders. Insane. I bet. I bet, man. No, no thanks. It's gotten hot though. I know, I know, Phil. It's been hot for Phil, but like, oh. it has gotten just brutally hot. Now, did it's you like, guys, did you guys get hit with all this weather we've had? Yeah, man. We we got it. We got it's it Saturday night. Oh, so humid! It's been raining Dude. for like five days straight. It's just one hundred and ten percent humidity. Wait, oh. It's brutal, man. It, I mean, my it affects me. It affects my roads at my pit, man. Bad. So like, I've been. And it, it, at some point, like I've quit grading the roads because you just can't do anything with mud. Yeah, what's you know, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and the drivers that come in, they, they want to complain. It's just like, dude, you're an idiot if you think I can do. It. I mean, like, 
It's, yes, I did this on rained. purpose so that yeah. you would have yeah. a hard time yeah. coming in. I'm trying in to ruin my yeah. business there, dude. Yeah, yeah, thanks. I'm like, I, I've got trucks too, and I'm not trying to kill. I'm not trying to ruin them. Right. You know, right. but like, so, but yeah, dude, we got that. It came up through New Orleans, and we got, we got the the just the messy side of it. It was wet day Saturday, and it's been wet ever since. Today was about our driest day, and then I think it's going to get wet again, but. Hey, it, it, you know, it is, it is the it season. Is. It's the wet season. It's the wet, dude. I mean, it, it really, really is it's just part of it. And we needed it. It was so dry a month or two ago. It was, it was unreal. It's, it's, we, we had to have it. So it's here. It'll go away. I know that. It'll go away again. Yeah, man. I can't believe it's almost July. Jeez. I know, I'm saying it, it is gone. This year is just, is flown. They only flown get faster. Back. Each year, uh, yeah, it speeds yeah. up by ten percent. Yep, it seems like it, man. My 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 daughter turned sixteen in May. I just I I just could not believe it. You know, it was absolutely. I mean, that's mind boggling, right there. Yeah. I'm not that old boy. Mine just turned that. eight, and I'm I'm like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, I got sixteen and eleven, and it's just like they're going to be in college, dude. I mean, they're yeah. freaking gone, you know? I mean, it, it is nuts. And it's, I mean, it's obviously the 16 year old will be, I mean, and she won't, you know, she's ready to be in her, in her hoodie. You know, she's ready to be somewhere in the mountains. She, she wants to get out of this damn, this swamp, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Good stuff, man. Good yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Boys, I appreciate I some questions as far as breeding with the Conexus. What's that? Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask about incubation with the Conixus. I, wanted, oh, I was curious yeah. how long the gestation and incubation time is on those. Okay, so, um, you know, gestation's not going to be too terrible, but incubation is is insane, dude. Um, I mean, you're talking six months plus, easy. Um, it, you know, oh, so Jeremy hatched. Uh, Jeremy has hatched the only Conixus zombensis that's been hatched in the country, right? I think it was two hundred and ninety-eight days or some shit like that. Holy it, crap! It, it, yeah, dude. It, it, but it's like in the way I. I mean, it's passive incubation. You're just talking room room temp incubation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No diapause. Um, it, 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 but and honestly, we don't know that much about it yet. We're still we're trying to figure it out. I think there could be some diapause to spec eye, um, just because you know because they I mean they experience some cold for sure. I mean South Africa does is you know ain't tropical mm-hmm. all year round. That's for damn sure. Um, as far south as they are, but like I don't know. Um, uh oh. You're muted. He froze and I'm muted. Oh, we, there we there go. We yep, we got him. Yeah. Right. Diapause. Yeah. So the, I think that um, I think there is something to, to do with with spec eye with diapause. I think I think there could be, um, but you can just go room temp. And they will, they they will, they will do fine on on the sh- on a high shelf in the reptile room. You know, 
we've hatched spec eye in an incubator and homiana and erosa the trick or the really what what tipped it off um was finding them finding them in substrate uh finding eggs that had developed in substrate because that people like david mifsud and will aarons um 10 years ago 15 years ago we're getting eggs and, and it was getting lucky but like we're getting a bunch of eggs and but couldn't get them to hatch you know because they go straight into an incubator at 86 and it just doesn't work like that they need the fluctuation we think um and that's what's proved out you know i mean our, mm-hmm. you know our rooms like my building my building will get to 60 during the winter you know on some some mornings it's 59 60 degrees and and they're you know the the Conixus, they they're they're fine they don't i don't i don't really give them spotlights either you know i mean like the building warms up they warm up to 70 75 and they're fine for the day um so and their eggs will experience that you know their eggs can do that i wouldn't wouldn't recommend doing it in a sim container out on a shelf but you need you know with, with serious temperature swings like that you need them to be buried um or i you know i i've, I've that's what i think um, and what I some I, sort of insulation, what I've exactly. Yes. And that's what I've experienced. So, um, you can do it. You can, you can definitely do, uh, I think, I think passive incubation is definitely, if you're trying it for the first time or you're getting into it for sure, that's the way you, the route that you would want to go. Um, but we, we've hatched them in incubators. Too. I mean, I'd imagine there's not a ton of information as far as what's going on in the wild, you know, no. how, they're, yeah, how these things are incubating and where they're being found yeah. as far as how deep and, and things like that. Absolutely. And that, you know, that's one thing. When I was first getting into it, you know, Jeremy was living in Colorado and he um, he had some spec eye that he, you know, that he, you know, I had pestered him enough or whatever. And, you know, and he felt comfortable enough and he was going to send them to me. And I built this, you know, I built this big, this big enclosure. And um, he's like, man, you got to have 12, 13, 14 inches of substrate for the nesting females. And I was like, all right, man, I can do it. That's a bunch, you know, especially as big as, you know, it's pretty big enclosure. That's a lot of dirt. Yeah, it is. I get these fucking tortoises and they're like seven inches long. I was like, dude, what are you doing here? I got I got a foot of substrate. And I was like, how's that? You know, and sure enough, they get down to the bottom somehow. You know, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> It, but your your Arosa and your your Homiana, you know they could they could be under a leaf. You know, I mean it could be just at the t- at the surface, <laughs> man. It, it, you know, it, it it it's it's different just where they are and, and with the species. You know, just obviously by species. But um, yeah, I'm sure that the ones uh, in you know uh, uh, Western Mozambique where the soil is more dense, maybe it's more of a surface thing, but you know, you go 200 miles more West into Zimbabwe and it, maybe it's loose, loomy soil. Who knows? You know? It, yeah. And, and especially as far as the Arosa and the Homiana go, they're in what in way far West Africa. It could yeah. be swamp if they dig too far down. Who? I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know. Um, it, it, yeah. yeah I've, so, heard, I've heard horror, horror stories of Arosa, digging out from their outdoor enclosures where they had 13, 14 inch, you know, like, El Chapo. Better, like substrate <laughs> dam. And it's like, why, it's like, why is the grass so dimpled right there? 
and you go and you like push it with your fist and it just caves in. <laughs> yeah, no, so. yeah, it's, yeah, it's raising Arizona. It's John Goodman and and uh, and William Defoe. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Will, yeah. Coming up, coming up out of the ground. Um, right. But yeah, so so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna we're gonna use the 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 storms rolling through in October and November to get them juiced up to get them to get them to get them rolling and to pair them. Um, and then, and then you just, you know, you'll start looking for eggs in a few months. You'll start, you'll start looking for to be, your female's going to get restless, you know, I mean, for the most part, and she's going to start climbing the walls, looking for someplace to put those eggs. And then, and then hopefully you can catch her, you know, or, or something like that. And then it's the waiting game. Um, we're just trying to, you know, what's the clutch size. So, you're going to get three to five, like in a homeana. I mean, I don't even know if you're going to get five. I mean, you're going to oh, get three wow. or four. Yeah, you're not going to get – they're not talking huge clutches, dude. I mean, like, I think in a bigger Rosa clutch, it's gonna, I've never even hatched a Rosa. Like, eight, eight is going to be a bigger Rosa clutch. You know what I'm saying? Homeana, you're going to get three or four twice a year. You know, you're, you'll – you like – I, I got a three a two egg clutch, you know, you know, I mean, stuff like that. You're done for the year, you know, so it's it. you're not that. That's why there's a problem. You know, that's why they're not doing well. Um, you got a lot of poor people that that, you know, in their in in their home range and, and that there's not a lot of the tortoises and the tortoise. It's a freaking lunchbox. It's a fucking happy meal, dude. It's a meal in a box and, and it's hard. <laughs> It, you know, it's hard to tell somebody that's got to start the fire yeah. to feed their family to not eat it. But, you know, if you can get the gringos to come over here and look at them and be nice to the gringos, the gringos bring a lot more money than the damn turtle. So, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, I know tour, tourism is there's there's a lot of controversy about tourism, that it's imperialism or colonialism or whatever. But like, you know, if you're suffering and you're you're in need. Um, that can feed your family, you know, so, and it, and you don't have to wipe out the, 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 your, your resources to do it in that, that way. So that's why I love Costa Rica so much because they've adopted yeah. the ecotourism and completely embraced it and realized like this, we need to keep what we have because this is clearly a big draw for us. And it's, yeah. you know, and it's, it's wild that other countries won't really follow that lead. But I mean, I know there's a lot of politics involved and infighting and civil war and stuff like that in some places. I, I agree, but at least, you know, the, and you, you've got some of that in Central America, but I agree. I mean, look at the prosperity that, that, you know, if you're selling out, you're selling out, but like, but, but this, your citizens doing well hmm. and your, your natural resources doing well, what was, you know, there's, there's hurdles to jump through over, uh, you know, in any goal, but man, I, I agree, Justin, like, why isn't that model? It, what you know better you know more more emulated right i mean they're doing so much just because they like i said they they know what they have and they're doing what they can to preserve that you know it's not a and as many expats and stuff as there are there too you yeah. would think that it would be you know a lot of land would be getting bulldozed and stuff like that but yeah I, I it, think they know that that is such a large part of their economy countrywide that that they're they're kind of they value it they they feeling to both it. yeah yeah they value it, yeah. That's and it's that's awesome. I don't fault them one bit. I wish we could get more of their stuff, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now I mean, Coast is beautiful. I you know I it, Coast is a beautiful place for sure. I enjoyed it when I was there. 
awesome one. And when you were in New York, you said one of the Rangers there was keeping Conixus too? You cut out. What? So when you were in New York, you said one of the Rangers was keeping Conixus too that you had met? Oh, okay. So, so literally we're in Central Park, right? And I and I do see a bunch of turtles. And, and I was like, and I walked up. And they were freaking red-eared sliders in, in Central, in, the, in this pond in Central Park. And there was a there there was a, a Central Park a, like a, a wildlife ranger or whatever giving a giving you know hanging out with some kids that were obviously local, um, like doing some sort of little school project there and their parents and all this stuff. Well, I caught the woman just at a minute and I was like, hey, you know, I was like, are those red ears? I was like, those uh, those just pets there, eh? You know, she goes, oh yeah, they are one hundred and ten percent just released <laughs> from the pet industry. Yes. And I was like, okay. I was like, I, I figured, you know, yeah. And, um, you know, whatever. And so and Megan's sitting there with me and she's like, and Megan started talking to her and said, you know, we do tortoises and we have turtles at home. And the woman, you know, this woman whips around and looks at me and she says, I've got Belliana. And my girl, <laughs> I was like, Megan, I was like, I said, what did she just say? What are the and odds? So, and, 20 she's had this thing for like 20 years you know and it's wow. like phil's mom you know that like that just got it it's the only tortoise she's got she's obviously lives in new york city she's a freaking yeah. central park ranger i mean like it's the perfect pet for an you know for an apartment um and i bet i i told her i said it's i, I would guarantee because she's had it for 20 years it's a nagui because everything was connexus belliana nagui connexus belliana you know Dumber spec eye all, all the way down the line until they all got their own species certificate. You know, they, they were all got their own species. And so I think it's a Nagui, but I started talking to her and she said, yeah, just, you know, had it forever and ever. And I was, I, I said, Conixus working group. I said, Conixus co-op. I said, just reach out. You know, I said, that is so amazing. <laughs> it's so awesome. And of course we're walking away. And my wife's like, you can't, not find them can you she's yeah, like right, right. you know what, what the hell man we can't go anywhere i can't take you anywhere right so that, i mean the what are the odds i, I it was so awesome I, that was such a neat deal yeah you know i mean yeah some old you know she's definitely not who i would that is not what i expected to come out of her mouth oh god Meliana. what no <laughs> that's awesome very awesome. cool though right very cool very cool well, if people want to find out more, what's the best way for them to either find you or the co-op or yeah, the yeah, go um, on Instagram like at Tortuga Fontana's me and I post some Instagram just, handle ever. next right? to Dane's. Yeah, I never really thought I was gonna be. It would be like I, you know, I would be being called, you know, like publicizing this or anything. I just <laughs> publish a couple of freaking turtle pictures every once in a while. Um, yeah, go that. That's that's me. You know, reach out there. Um, Ratty Kudu Reptiles is me and Jeremy's like non-Connexus stuff. That's where the monitors and the Karusha, the the we're producing some like an Echolus Williams Eye. We got some some different oh, little cool. echoes wow, going. Nice, and, uh, nice. um, the the Hawaiian blue pied Laticata. Um, we've got we've produced a couple of those, a few of those, and so we got some uh, some. Uh, as well so we're having fun with a bunch of bunch of bunch of stuff focusing on uh, 
some hypo red foots, you know, got a cool paint job on a tortoise. Uh, and I mean, honestly, man, the red footed tortoise is probably the best pet tortoise for our part of the country, right? For the Southeast. I, I think it, if anybody's looking for a pet tortoise anywhere, you know, south of the biscuit bagel line, it's a red foot. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, so <laughs> doing that and, and, um, but Raddy Kudu Reptiles. And then please reach out to the Conixus Working Group. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, or, and Jeremy is at the Conixus Cooperative. Um, and, and, you know, so any of those places, you know, please reach out on anything, you know, anything positive. If you want to be a jerk, <laughs> don't reach out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, reach out. I like to talk, talk, talk reptiles. That, that's cool. Love it, man. I love it. Love it. I appreciate we you boys appreciate having you. me on, man. I really appreciate y'all uh, taking the time to put tortoises and turtles into you know into the ether, and and I hope that people aren't too bored with uh, nah, with our chat know. tonight. Nah, man. Do you know anybody sure. else that I should get in contact with as far as Colonian stuff that I can use for the magazine and whatnot? Let me know, and I'll I'll a hundred percent. I absolutely will. And, so a group and, I wish was I represented more in, 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 you know, podcasts and magazines and stuff, even though I don't keep any of it, you know, it's, and I appreciate that. I appreciate the shit out of that, man. That is very cool. And, and we can, we can definitely use a, use a plug the, the, the tortoise and turtle people, the tortoise and turtle nerds over in the corner for sure. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Awesome. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, have a good evening. We'll, yeah, uh, absolutely, guys. Thank you, Phil, thank Justin. You. Thank you very much. All right, man. Good night, man. Thanks so much. All right, bye. All right. Episode 125 was a good one. Tyler's an awesome guy. Very good one. Lots of fun, man. I, I love uh, this one. That's like, I mean, I, like Russian tortoises are cool. All the stuff that like Salcuttas are cool, but it's that kind of stuff, like those species that are like the obscurity yeah. in the in the tortoise world. Yep. Like, that's the stuff that doesn't get enough attention, so... And they're African. What's not to love? Right. Pancakes are always going to be my favorite, I think. But Yeah, man, I, I, I got to tell you, man, like now that he told me that some of those uh, Cape pancakes are in the country, I'm probably going to have to look for them now. Oh, and I swore <laughs> off stuff that eats vegetables. Finding the connects. Yeah, right. I swore off yeah, things that well, eat vegetables. I mean, those are easier to feed than crickets and stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, At least you can true. keep that in your fridge. Yeah, good point. Good point. Anyways, uh, this show is brought to you by Steve Snake Strains Venom Hot Sauces. Please check it out. But also check out Sean at MP Cages and Exotics. Uh, we will be back Monday night at 9 p.m. EST for Snakes and Stogies episode 80. 80. That's a milestone. 80 episodes deep. Yeah, it's nuts, man. I love it. It's awesome. So... We will holler at y'all later. Catch you on the flip side. Have a good evening. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.